Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, the 12th of October, 2022. This is The Gap, episode 633. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gilroy is here. Well, most of him. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what happened to your head? I shaved my hair for a pun. For a pun? For a pun. For a hilarious pun. For fun. For fun. A fun pun. A fun pun. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We were at PAX on the weekend and uh, I thought of this funny wordplay where I could I could say I had a PAX main. Mm. And, uh, but instead, now I'm Max Payne, right? Uh, by switching the first letters around. Uh, and uh, when I thought of it, I'm like, oh. Well then, yeah, this has to happen. I almost talked about it last week on the podcast, but I was still, I was still about like, I was probably, I reckon I was like 70% sure I was going to do it all the way up until I actually put the fucking, the razor through my head. Yep. Was it the, uh, the loads of alcohol that pushed you over? It certainly helped. <laughs> certainly helped. I would have been 50-50 before the alcohol. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. This is a pretty dumb gag. Like, but no, went, went in for it, for the bit. Did it for the bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's weird. My head's cold all the time. I have to wear a beanie when I'm riding my bike because my head's too yeah. fucking cold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the what's the alternative? You, sh- you either do it during like winter, spring Yep. Or during summer and you end up with a burnt scalp like all the time you go outside. Also true. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know if I keep it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I do. Do I just leave it for another two years and let it grow out again? Uh, I don't know. Or do you just go full paint and start like full getting painkillers, yep. popping pills, diving going everywhere. around, giving them the stink eye. Yep, yep, yep. yep Internal monologuing. Yeah, just dive on couches. Yep. In slow mo. Genius. Or just walk in slow mo. Walk in slow mo. Everyone's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, only one person appeared to have recognized that I was Max Payne while at PAX. Uh, although it was a very low effort uh, <laughs> yeah. cosplay in that I didn't have any guns or anything like that. But, uh, yeah. You could have just walked around with your fingers pointing in the air, like pretend guns. Yeah, like that. Where were you Where were you on the weekend, mate? Where was this kind of <laughs> thinking on the weekend? It's in bed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, so PAX was on the weekend. Was. Uh, and PAX. And I'll tell you what, by fucking whatever time on Sunday I was flying out, Yep. I was done. I was like, I'm never, I'm never drinking again. I'm never <laughs> flying out of my city again. I'm never fucking staying in a hotel again. I'm never fucking yep. leaving my house again. I'm done. Done mm. with all of it. Uh, I was ruined. Absolutely fucking wrecked. Yeah. Well, yeah. see, this is the thing, right? I talked about, like, we well, at the start of, like, our very first PAXs, I used to go home on, like, the Monday. Yeah. I'd see the PAX through. Sunday used to be... Um, was it like Meg- Mega Dev or, or yeah? Did there used to be like a developer um, drinks on the Thursday? Sorry, the, the Sunday, the very last day. Yeah. Uh, and so I I, w- I would go home like in the morning or, or afternoon on the the Monday. Yeah. And now I'm like fucking one o'clock hits on Sunday. I'm out of there. Like it's time to go. 
Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Good choices were made this year, it looks like. Oh, yeah. Because nobody got home Monday. (laughs) No, nobody who flew home Monday got home on time, which, crikey, fuck that, eh? Uh, That'd Mm. suck. But, yeah, uh, I'm, like, yeah, squeezing it from both ends. I'm not going down on Thursday again, right? As much fun as I had Thursday night uh, slash Friday morning. Uh, What are you talking about? Thursday was one of the best days. The second best day. (laughs) (laughs) And, and yeah, and, uh, like, Friday is probably worth it. Uh, And then, like, leave Saturday, right? Like, get on the plane hungover as fuck. Something like that. I don't know. Like, just fucking narrow that, that shit down. Yeah. So let's let's recap. Let's, <laughs> let's recap the events. Yep. Thursday night, you, Nate, and myself, mm. we go to what was it called? Burger Stacks, Royal Stacks, the Royal Stacks. I think it's called. Right. Yeah. Um, Royal Stacks, which is a a burger joint in um, in Melbourne, off I think it was off Collins Street, right? Yeah. Um, and we we get in there. So this is you guys have just sort of landed at. at five o'clock but your plane was delayed so it was like more like six i'd been there since uh like three o'clock or four o'clock um and uh and we met up at this royal stacks place got got a burger i got a a seriously thick thick shake uh, yeah that cream that that did look very lactosey yeah uh, so I got that. You guys got a, a jug of beer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're, all right, we're starting, are we? <laughs> uh, and then and then it just went downhill from there. Uh, so we decided we'd go drinking back at the, your apartment. Yeah. Uh, well, the apartment you were staying at in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, in which case, then I went and got a, uh, a six-pack of double... Double double beams. No. Jacks. No double jack and yeah. cokes. Yeah. Um from the IGA and then we went upstairs and uh started drinking and watching movies on yeah. TV on Netflix with the sound off. With the sound off. Just talking shit. Yep. Um what did we start off with? Was it Mad Max Fury Road that we started off with? Or was it the mummy? I think it was Mad Max. I think it was Mad Max. I think we started yeah. with Mad Max and then we went to the mummy. Right. And then we was got halfway through one? something. We got halfway through something. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of this and I can't, I yeah. don't know. Maybe we didn't get know. halfway through. I don't know. But it was fucking three o'clock. Yeah. It was three o'clock at this yeah. stage. PAX was opening in like four hours. <laughs> Five hours. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, so I get, I, I went, oh, meanwhile, it's also Melbourne. So it's pissing down rain. Um, <laughs> It just so happened, I think, as I was leaving, there was a break in the weather and, and I was like, I'm fucking out. Like, I got to go. Uh, even like the rain radar in Melbourne was down at that point because they're just like, I don't know. It's, I don't know what to do. It's raining. Mm. What am I supposed to tell you? Because uh, I wanted to check like where the gaps are in the rain radar. So you can be like, yeah, I've got five minutes. Got, like, fucking- just do a legger. Yeah. Um, so then I get back to my hotel. Uh, I'm staying like 10 minute walk from you guys. I fall asleep and then I wake up like an hour later and my heart is just like fucking it's time to go up let's go so I've clearly had way too much sugar 
yeah. in those uh those double Jack and Cokes. Yeah. Because uh, there was one in the fridge when I opened it was like no sugar. I was like, fuck off. Who doesn't want sh-? <laughs> I pushed it to the side and was like, let's get this one. Yeah. Give me all the sugar. Mm. Uh, so I got about three hours sleep nice. that, that night because yep. every time I, I tried to get asleep, I was ready to get, like go for a run. It was uh, not not a <laughs> great night. And, uh, I and then the, you guys uh, went through like a whole case of nearly a whole case of beer or a whole case. No, we we knocked out the entire case. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was stone of wood, very tasty. I did sure, the maths yeah. in the fucking in the liquor store. I'm like, ah, uh, uh, we can get like a sixteen pack of stone and wood cans. Or a twenty-four pack. Hang on. Why would we get the cans? A sixteen pack, twenty-four pack. Like fucking do the do the maths, mate. So we got the uh, bottles. I'm pretty sure bottles are bigger than cans. I don't know why I can't remember right now, but I'm pretty sure they are. Like yeah, it's why half I, your head's missing. Why, well, that's it. Or, or <laughs> it was my Samson. Samson power was in my yeah. my brains are in my hair, and I've shaved it off. Um and yeah, fucking like. We uh, we polished all that off. I had this fucking chicken burger with mm. like jalapenos and shit on it. Right. So I got about two hours sleep as well because I woke <laughs> up needing to expel some chicken. Uh, and it was just it was a it was a it was an inauspicious beginning. Let's call mm. it that. Uh, I did get managed to go back to sleep and go back to sleep, but uh, I did miss my first appointment. <laughs> just right out of the gate, just missed it. All right. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. And I missed it in the best way possible because Nate like yells through the bedroom door, uh, through my bedroom door. He's like, hey, we're supposed to go to Bethesda in oh, like yeah. 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm not fucking going. <laughs> and went yeah. back to sleep. Apparently he yep. went back to sleep. Uh, he emailed to say that we neither of us would be attending, and then he went back to sleep. Right. Uh, and see, I did the other thing. I just didn't do anything because I was like, "Look, we're going tonight. Yeah, I'll see it anyway." I felt bad, but no, right, smart, smart. <laughs> yeah. We got to see it that night. Like yeah, that, that was one hundred percent correct. It was the correct mm. call. I would have been pissed if I'd gone. If I'd dragged my dumb sorry ass out of bed. To go yeah. see this thing and then go on and seen it. Yeah. Mm. The other thing, it was like a 25-minute walk from my hotel. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because from like mine to your apartment is like 10, 15-minute walk. And then from your apartment was like another 10, 15-minute walk. And I, I don't know how the trams work over there. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I tried to catch a tram uh, on the <clears throat> Saturday and I went fucking... Three stops in the wrong direction. Yeah. 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 It faces them one way and it just turns around and off it goes. You're like, all right, I guess we're going this way. It's too Um, confusing for us, Sydney. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't too close towards the, uh, the convention hall. It was in the other direction. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Because it was also pissing down rain too. Yeah. That's so, uh, yeah. Friday. Uh, went and had a look at stuff. That was that was the day to have a look at stuff. Once I'd recovered from, Thursday I felt fine. Night. I just didn't get enough sleep. Of course, of course, you did. Yeah. Um, doesn't explain why you got your fucking ass kicked at fucking at Street what? Fighter Six. 
are you talking it? about? This is does it? Fake news. Does it? Oh, does it? Doesn't make any show. sense. Does it? Like you, you weren't even hungover. I was hungover, and I whooped you. Oh, I absolutely no. whooped you. You did not. What are you talking about? I absolutely fucking walloped you. What are you talking about? How you, are you did not? Try- you were you your brain head is all blurry. This is horseshit. I cannot believe you're attempting to do this. It was <laughs> we what we played three games and I beat you all three, or was it just I beat you two or three? I can't we remember. We played two games. All right. See, and, and I won it was two, two or two. Right. It was uh, I won. So best of best of three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so and I won like four games. You won that's five. not even close to what happened. That's not even close. How would you have won five? First rounds. of all, the rounds, unbelievable, unbelievable, and yeah, that's that's not how that's not how it went down. That's not how it works. Uh, yeah, uh, you got warts. It was, but I also let you in. Crazy, because you're getting uh, so angry. I gave you the old Chun Li legs. Oh, it's spectacular. Just spectacular. Uh, what was the other thing we found out about fucking was it modern versus classic controls? Oh yeah. That was some horseshit. That was some horseshit. I tell you what. You hold the fucking R2 trigger and then just press a button and it just does whatever. That's crazy shit. Oh really? Yeah. That's that's <laughs> how that's how that one works. You just you like fucking oh, I don't know, go do some crazy shit for me. Um yeah. cast them all the way. You were quite good. At the old Hadoukens. Oh, I can throw fireballs for days. Oh, and you were. And you got pretty hairy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're going to stand over there, I'm going to do uh, this. <laughs> but that's, yeah. that's all I knew how to do. Yeah. Yeah. It was working. It actually, I think you did win a round off, off your fireball spam because I was trying Probably. to... I was t- trying, <laughs> trying to time to out the jumps, but yeah, I kept it was like a rhythm game. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, ah, fuck, I can't get back on rhythm. I'm dying. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that was pretty fun. That was like, yeah, almost the was it the biggest game at PAX? I would say so. Like, it's probably a tie between that and Sonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, at the same time, it, you could also play it at home. So, well, there was that, right? Provided you actually got into the beta, and I heard people in Australia were having problems tr- connecting to the servers. So, yeah. maybe it was actually the best way to. Let's go about getting your hands on it. Talking about Sonic, I uh, didn't get my uh, a chance to to play it because uh, the line looked terrible uh, yep. at all times, and I was getting no love with my media badge. So, all my special badge. I had two badges: special guest and media badge. Yeah, uh, no success at exploiting. Need that influencer badge. Oh, that's what I needed. That's what I needed. God damn it. Um, no, it was content creator. I think it was content creator oh. badge. Yeah. Oh, they've introduced a new one, have they? They have. They have. Um, but yeah. So yeah, and I guess lo- alone in the dark was is kind of big. Well, yeah. Let's go back to Street Fighter. All right, go on. Yeah. Um, what do you got? The commentary is interesting. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, it was not the place to debut it. Well, it no, wasn't debuted. They they talked about it in one of the trailers. But yeah, yeah. You, can, you can barely hear it. You could kind of hear it. I, I the thing that I'm sort of curious about is like how old is some of that shit gonna get? Um, yeah, is it the type of thing where you leave it on for like a couple rounds and then you're like, oh, I've heard this like before, yeah. and then you switch it off after that. Um, but it's still interesting, um, sort of like dynamic commentary system. 
that tells you what's going on on the screen. Uh, yeah. Like another hype person. So, yeah, I don't know. We couldn't hear it, but it sounded cool. It's it's like the the <laughs> I couldn't make out any words, but the energy was sure. there. You know, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and yeah. The character designs look cool, and the game looks cool, and I've seen some screenshots of people making wacky ca- characters using the custom character creator, and that looks cool as shit. So it's ticking all the right boxes to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Th- this one will be interesting. Like I- I'm curious to see what they do with the the meta game stuff, like all the stuff that's outside of the f- kicking yep. and punching. Yeah. Um, you know, when they go full NBA 2K on us. And, uh, <laughs> oh, God, yeah, it's coming, happens. isn't it? The Street Fighter metaverse. Absolutely. Um, all right, yeah, and so let's let's go with Alone in the Dark because uh, that was the other big game that was there that we didn't know was there mm. until the very last day because um, it was hiding in a box at PAX. Uh, yeah, so this is a retelling or, or a remake of the original uh, Alone in the Dark game. Did you ever play any of those? Got on PC, so you're probably not, right? Uh, no, I didn't play the original, original ones, no. Okay. I did play the remake, the first remake. I, th- I believe it was the first remake. Okay. And I fucking hated it. Yeah? Uh, Why is that? Because uh, it was a clown game. Um, yeah, it opened by you pressing the right thumbstick to fucking blink. And I distinctly remember in the preview session having to fucking press the right thumbstick to swipe the window windscreen wipers while you were driving. Mm. And it was just like... Who, who is involved? Who was in charge of this? Because the nightmare here is the game control, nothing else. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what about you? You are you a big yeah. fan of the series? Uh, yeah, so I'd played Alone in the Dark 1 and 2. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if I played 3. I'm just having a look now at the screenshots. I mean, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, I've played this one. Um, so I've played the first three. I ne- I don't think I ever played the um, 2008 one. I feel like I'd remember that. That's the but, one I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, or maybe I did. This box looks familiar. Mm, I'm not sure. Yeah. It looks like it's driving and stuff. Maybe I didn't the, play this yeah, one. Yeah, it was driving, yeah. Yeah, anyway. So, no, shit. I'm talking about the old, like... 1990s video games uh so i played all of those ones so um yeah i do have some sort of connection to that anyway um this is like a a reimagining of the original uh 1990s game um where it sets you up and the demo the demo we played was maybe like a five to ten minute um more of an experience that uh had you playing as a little girl that was in this um this house and you needed to uh, pick up a letter and deliver it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and as you're doing that, things happen within the house. You start hearing about um, creaking and all sorts of weird noises around you. And as you're moving at one point, the uh, in, in like a sort of split second, the room changes and all of a sudden you're in a kind of different location almost. Um, 
Yeah, and so then you're just uh, you're navigating for the most part. You're not really there's no combat in this demo at all. You're just sort of looking and interacting with the environment um, as the shifting of the world is happening, uh, and then eventually they try and do a freaky jump scare thing at the end. Uh, maybe not even a jump scare. Something creeps up on you, yep. and it's like bam, alone in the dark. Um, it was the is Emily right? Was that the character? I don't know. Grace? Grace. <laughs> I'm saying names at this point. You just throw... They're not even close to one another. Like, I don't know what they... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, that whoever... Whatever her name is. Like, I think it was like, Grace. The fucking least flappable girl in human history. The most unflappable fucking creature ever. She just fucking, she just wander around. Off she goes. Fucking yeah. everything around her changes in like the blink of an eye. And she's like, well, this is inconvenience. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, climbs over a fucking corpse and uh, like yells at a fucking swamp alligator to not eat her fucking, don't, bad. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? It's like it's turning it into like a comedy thing uh and i don't know if that's what you guys are going for but yeah yeah Anyhow. um i mean it, it's it's kind of it reminds me of that scene in in the original men in black where like he's doing the interview and it's got all these monsters hanging around oh yeah and then he shoots like the little girl with the school book <laughs> in the head yeah <laughs> like yeah. she's kind of like just wandering around and there's all these monsters and you're like yeah the fuck is going on here she's walking around at 10 p.m at night with her books on astrophysics she's up to some shit <laughs> yeah 100 uh, um yeah so yeah i didn't get a whole sense in terms of what the gameplay is necessarily but um i, I like what they're sort of doing with the aesthetic and the switching between realities or, or, or worlds um and the lighting look cool that sort of stuff um but yeah i feel like we need to see more of whatever that thing is yeah yeah definitely uh so it was it was a proof of concept if anything you know like there was some really cool little details in there i don't know if you noticed like uh the at the start when she's like tearing up this book mm. to turn it into a paper mache the creepiest fucking paper mache mask of all time the book she's tearing up appears to be telling the story of Alone in the Dark. Right. Like the text yeah. on it is telling the story. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, like the the stuff she's talking about, I won't go into too, too, too many details, but after the Alone in the Dark flash and then it jumps forward to sort of, I think, what might be the intro to the real game. Uh, with the detective and whatnot. Um, yeah. They're talking about some stuff that was in the book and also the little girl said was happening in real time. And, like, so there might be some, like, either prophecy shit or, like, temporal shit going on that I think mm -hmm. has me pretty interested, intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I like the, um, the audio design was cool. A lot of creaking. Yeah. They, uh, they got that, like, you, you sort of walking around thinking, like, is that 
like is something behind that door like why is it creaking um, i thought it was such an interesting choice to have a really faint <laughs> and then every now and then people someone would be like who wants to raise a keychain yeah. and you're like i don't know if this fits with the atmosphere you know like yeah. but but it's i'll take one little it's girl interesting. i'll take one <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, they were probably the two big games that we, or at least I played. Um, yeah. fucking Final Fantasy had a booth going, hey, every time I walked past that thing, it was packed. I am, if you, if you're listening and you have any fucking idea what was going on there, I'm begging you to tell me. Because it, the line for it was like, I believe... I heard someone say it was an hour long, but it's a fucking MMO. And I assume, I assume they're not letting you log into your fucking game. So what are you doing? What are you getting out of this? Like, what was anyone doing there? I couldn't fucking work it out. Yeah. Right? Like. But it was huge. There was so many people playing. It It wasn't like they had two computers going. Like they had a stack of computers. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't work it out. I like the. It, I thought maybe they were doing like PvP or something. Yeah, maybe. But I. Yeah, maybe. Like my best theory was PvP, and whichever team won, like got something. Right. But I. I, I just couldn't fucking work it out, man. Or maybe like raiding yeah. a raid race or something. It seemed like. <laughs> People on one side were really mm. excited when they succeeded at something. I couldn't fucking work out what the fuck that was. Yeah. Uh, and they received something, but I don't know what that was. And right. it was just, it was, it was legit like, it was legit like I was at Gamescom, right? Instead, they were speaking a different language. Exactly. Like, what, right. Like, what you're is like, going on here? Uh, and, and cause, you know, it's cause I took German. In high school, I understand a couple of these words. I'm like, but that doesn't make any sense in any context that I understand. Mm. So, you know, it's maybe it's it's silly of me to believe that it I is. could fucking pick it up. Just it's silly of you that we could have just went and asked them. Could have that takes effort. I'm like, what are we fucking journalists? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, but right next to them was the Devolver booth. They had Angerfoot going and. That other game. Um, Umbrella? Umbrella. Yeah. Uh, Angerfoot, I reckon it's perfect show floor material, but also you can play it at home because it's on Steam Next Fest. Gunbrella, I do not think really fits the show floor. And also you can play it at Steam on Steam Next Fest because the demo is available. So, yep. Uh, but it was a cool looking booth and it looked like they looked like some really comfy couches. Uh, so that was cool. Um, and then we went to PAX Rising, right? Yeah. I mean, Did I guess walking around there. we wandered all the way down to like the board game area. Yeah. And uh, past like the ESL booth and all the like the ESL um, competition stage. They had two stages, I, I believe. One was IEM. Well, I think one was Intel. Yeah. IEM qualifiers and the other one was yep. pure ESL. Um, but um, yeah, went down to board games. I like last time I went to PAX, I remember it being really easy to like 
for a game to sort of catch your eye and then sit down and, yeah. and play, but that just it was laid out really weird. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like in strange like rows and that you couldn't really get into. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I I couldn't really see anything that I wanted to check out or anything, which was disappointing because I know last time. Uh, yeah, that was that was a pretty cool little area. It was also on Friday. It was fucking idiotically hot inside of PAX. Well, there was a lot of people there this time. N- nah, it well, was. I feel like it's more than normal. Nah, they they turned up the they 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 hadn't they hadn't done the AC correctly or something. I don't know. It was fucking hot. <laughs> didn't pay man. for it. Yeah. I thought I thought it was not as hot when I went inside on Saturday and there were way more people. Okay. So, yeah, I think they just fucked something up. It was fucking crazy hot inside on Friday. Uh, so that sucked. Anyway, we rolled back to PAX Rising and went around and tried to find some some games to play. But the, the trick there, again, is uh, you have a look at the game, you search it up on Steam, if it's in the next fest demo, then you might be better off just playing it there. Um, yeah, because it's a bit easier to get your hands on it. It's nevertheless, we did play some games. Um, anything in particular catch your eye? Well, we could talk about a few. Uh, Rooftop Renegade, we played that. That was a... Um, uh, you can basically play with a couple of different people on controllers. Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, a platforming, almost like speedrunning game where you have one character who is uh, jumping and collecting orbs uh, while they're avoiding uh, obstacles and hazards that are in the actual uh, map. And it's like a side-scroller um, running game. Yeah. Uh, and while they're doing this there are the other people that have controllers are trying to shoot hazards in the game uh, and try and slow them down. Um, And the idea is to have somebody either get caught by moving too slowly or have them reach the end and then they get a time and a a score attached to uh, how well they got through it so quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, I whooped you at this one. So there's one back at you. You did actually whoop me at this one. Uh, yeah, uh, I, but I thought I thought this really like heaps of fun. I thought I think it's a really good idea, a really good party game idea, because uh, mm. the levels weren't too long. I mean, depending on who was playing them, they were either a minute fifteen long or they're a minute thirty long. So um, yeah, that was that was cool. You're not like stuck forty five seconds long. More Get like. the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! Um, so yeah, you got like quick rounds uh there's a clear incentive uh to succeed but just because you got the best time didn't mean you won either because you could pick up like a fair amount of points by like shooting the most railings and stuff although i think you were walloping at that as well so you did win on that front as well technically both yeah uh but yeah like it was uh it's it's a really clever idea. My biggest worry is that it doesn't really carry an entire game. But I think there's like a single player variant as well. Mm-hmm. Um the problem 
I, the thing I worry about there is is that uh, the person who owns the game and finishes the single player game will have a very clear and distinct advantage, unless everyone has played and finished the game. And it's one of those situations where, yeah, like it won't be a lot of fun if one person is clearly significantly better than everyone else. Mm. So that's maybe something to think about uh, or like, yeah, keep it, keep an eye on, I guess. Um, but yeah, what we played was a lot of fun and, and I th- thought it was really well done. Uh, yeah, I would play more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so that was Rooftop Renegade. Mm. Um, that is due out next year. Um, the other game we played was Blob Person. Oh, yes. Well, you played this one, right? No, you oh, played some played. of it as well. I whooped yeah. you this one. I whooped you this Sorry, one, man. Luke. I whooped you. Yeah. Um, no, oh, it's, a, it's a cool like sort of 3D puzzle platformer. Um, it's It feels very early, very prototypey to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the I like the gimmick of having a blob person, but uh, it feels a little transparent. That it's just an untextured uh, model, you know. Yeah. Like uh, I don't know, I don't know. I I didn't feel like it was justified uh, within the game itself, but at the same time that it feels a little early to start yep. worrying about that sort of thing uh, from a gameplay oh, but perspective. Didn't you Graphics are done first. Graphics are done first. I've read it on Twitter. Um, yeah, uh, from a gameplay perspective, I, th- I think it's got potential. Uh, if you, Especially if you, like, it's it reminds me of like, um, oh man, I almost said Bubsy 3D. But that, that would be a devastating fucking sick burn. No, uh, it reminds me of like um, that fucking Ratchet and Clank or whatever, like since yeah. the shooting, like just a fucking or fun like Banjo Kazooie or Banjo- Spyro, like those Spyro. That's the person puzzle I was thinking of. Um, yeah, um, yeah, and I just think it, it kind of works. One thing I'd love to see them nail, like really, really focus on, is. Um, breadcrumbing I felt like uh, there are moments where I was very glad that I had the lead developer standing next to me what are you talking about I was next to you being like get the wood and throw the wood into the fucking fire like that is why they gave you the wood and Job's like I'm gonna go over this way there were were other places to explore I was just exploring (laughs) this glorious world anyway uh, I knew I had to get the fucking wood and put it in the fucking fire. Uh, no, it wasn't that. It was um, there was that one. Oh, it was a sequence right at the end of the fucking level, and it just felt like it didn't necessarily make a lot of immediate sense. Uh, and that was a feeling I'd had a couple of times throughout. I just can't quite remember what moments they all were um but like i think i think it has potential it's just one of those things like you just got to keep fucking nailing in on it right like yeah i thought it was fun like really apart from when i couldn't fucking wall jump and that was just me getting the yips 
Because uh, right at the end, we were listening and the other person playing the demo. <laughs> we caught up to them. Yeah, we'd caught up to them and they were really close to the end. And uh, and Luke was egging me on to fucking finish before they could. Uh, <laughs> and so I just fucking started choking. And uh, yeah, it was fucking wild. I'd beat them. And maybe yeah. I shouldn't have yelled at them, but <laughs> you yelled at them pretty bad. Yeah. They had no idea what was going on. No. Oh, but I tell you what, more people came and play that game because we were there yelling. Uh, yeah, like, what's going on over here? Like competitive platformer? Yeah. No. No. We just no. made it competitive. We're just competitive. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, we we got the hype going around the fucking the booth. So mm. uh, yeah. But yeah, I probably should not yell at that lady. Um, oh, live and learn, you know, live and learn. Live and don't learn in my case. Um, yeah, blob person. Cool. Yep. Cool stuff. All right. Um, we've also got a Halloween Valentine here. Hmm. Um, there's actually some other games tied to this as well, right? You've played something else recently, is that right? Or Video World. Uh, okay. which is out on Steam already. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's sort of a prequel. I believe it's the same main character and same and one of the antagonists, secondary protagonists. I don't know. Uh, yep. Another character is in it. Is it Carrie Cross? Uh, but yes. Uh, so I played Video World, but you played Halloween Valentine. Yeah. Um, so this one was a puzzle game that uses rhythm elements to um, uh, you progress by uh, pressing certain prompts on the screen in time with the uh, rhythm. Uh, the problem with this one was a little hard to hear what was going on yep. um, on the show floor because it was mm. just so loud. But got the basic gist of it. Um, pretty basic demo you were kind of just walking around a um like a garden interacting with these gargoyles or statues uh and then having to rotate them uh based on a puzzle that was laid out for you on the floor uh and each time you would sort of open a new gate and that would reveal a new statue to interact with uh, and then you'd have to go and then figure out what the next step in that solution was uh i blitzed through this thing even without the audio yeah. that was the trickiest part was trying to get the timing right just because yep. we couldn't really hear uh what was going on um but like I, I guess in terms of what you'd played in video world was it a similar sort of vibe or what were you yeah. sort of getting from that uh the puzzles in video world are significantly simpler uh like way 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 easier mm. uh Sort of almost, I thought, too basic. Uh, but that was really just a like a first step, a proof of concept. The initial, yep. uh, like, oh, this this will work as an idea. Mm -hmm. Whereas, uh, yeah, uh, Halloween Valentine takes those ideas and, and sort of fleshes them out into a, more of the game that things for humans wanted to make uh mm -hmm. so yeah uh i th yeah i think as a like 
as a rhythm game, I wouldn't play Video World because the rhythm like element isn't there. But I guess like, I mean, uh, we talked to Jacob Jake Leaney, uh, the uh, lead designer, and I don't know sound artist. Oh, he's basically everything for Video World, but he's got a, a bit of a team growing, a growing team for uh, Halloween Valentine. Um, mm-hmm. We talked to him. You can listen to that at the end of the, this podcast, right? You're going to check yep. it on the end. Uh, yep. Don't know how it sounds. Uh, enjoy the interruptions. You might hear some familiar voices. Yep. Uh, Job carried the absolute shit out of this interview, like you would not believe. <laughs> <laughs> he came in with research and shit. I was uh, like, "What is going on?" Uh, it was a uh, it was a uh, happy coincidence uh, yeah. because I was doing a panel with Jake on right. Sunday, and so I wanted to do some basic research on you know oppo research. I think they call opposition research. No. Um, mm. No, I basically research on the people who were going to be on the panel that I was hosting because I thought that would be somewhat professional. Uh, yep. So, yeah, it was a happy coincidence that we happened to be talking to him and interviewing him. Uh, and, yeah, I uh, had some things to talk to him about, a little bit more high level than otherwise yep. I would have. But, yeah, that's a, cool. that's a good interview. I think you can hear, like, Jake, well, I, like, well, basically... I go through some of my concerns from Video World there and Jake answers like how it's informed Halloween Valentine, yep. which is good, I think. It works. Uh, the core hitting questions. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, did you see anything else on the show floor at all? Uh, if I didn't put it on this list, then... Oh, Warmonium. I didn't put it on the list. Well done. Fucking... I've got my little cards here. Warmonium, yeah. interesting little game. Um, yeah, I uh, I was wandering through one of the days, I don't know, Sunday maybe, uh, last walkthrough, and um, yeah, walk past this dude, f- f- like grabs me over and he's like, hey, come over, look at my game. And uh, it was called Warmonium. Uh, it's a basically like a tabletop tactics game but mm-hmm. in video game form so sort of think warhammer yeah uh a little bit more smaller scale tactics than warhammer but uh yeah it sort of actually reminded me of um what's that fucking moon breaker yeah yeah um but yeah, it's, it seems like a pretty cool idea. There's a lot of fucking rules to get your head around. But just the premise itself, uh, the the term like tabletop turn-based tactical game, I don't know. I'm just surprised that we haven't seen more of it because it it does sort of feel like it wouldn't Outside of the uh, the Iron Fist grip of Games Workshop, it feels like something that should make more of an appearance. Like, I don't know why we have to go straight. Like, it has to be either fucking an RTS or uh, 
yeah, nothing at all, or or like a grand strategy or some shit. Like I don't, I don't know why we don't have the fucking yeah the smaller scale stuff. And I did always enjoy playing a digital version of Mech Warrior in the day. So uh, yeah, I would love to see the genre fleshed out. And this is is a cool idea. Again, it's very early. There was that was my fucking recurring note at PAX Rising was it felt like yeah. a lot of these were very early. Not buggy, just, uh, I don't know, like ugly, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and that made this one a little bit difficult because uh, there was a lot of information that you needed to derive very quickly. Uh, and if you couldn't, then uh, you'd run out of time because you only have a certain amount of time on your timer. Um, so, yeah, and you couldn't bank time by going quickly. So, yeah, just uh, readability, I think, was was the rough one there. But as always, th th those things come as the game is finished, not fucking – it's not the first thing that you fucking do, right? Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I think yeah. some people will really get a kick out of Warmonium. Uh, it's got potential. Yeah. Is, was there anything that you saw that you didn't play but looked interesting? Uh, mate, I spent so much time watching people play Dredge. I legit love watching people play Dredge. I just want to play Dredge so fucking yeah. much. That's that fishing Cthulhu game from um, New Zealand. Uh, yeah, that one... Uh, I've been playing it. Uh, I think it kicks ass. But um, yeah, I there was a chicken game, like Chicken Adventure or something, uh, that I like had a always had a giant crowd around it. But it, it seemed like a lot of like fun, kind of goofy fun. You were like, I think you were trying to fucking rescue all your eggs, almost Abe's Odyssey style, right. but they were super fragile. Uh, okay. And so, yeah, that seemed pretty entertaining, interesting. Uh, mm. But, yeah, I couldn't get my, my hands on it. I can't think of anything else directly. Yeah. There's a couple I saw. Um, the it was like a uh, almost Tetris competitive one called Topple Pop. Um, <laughs> yeah. That and you were kind of like like a weird physics-based Tetris thing, but the puzzle pieces didn't really fit in together, um, but you were kind of making combos, and whenever you made combos, it would uh, have all these actions that would happen. Uh, that kind of looked like a fun little puzzle game that you'd whip out with uh, a couple of people. Yeah. Yeah, that looked funny as shit. Did not get my hands um, on that. The other one was Box Night, and I've seen this one doing the rounds a little bit. I didn't get a chance to play it, but just like... That that's maybe one of those games that looks like uh like it's a like a finished sort of title. Um and one that's got a high level of art design and that sort of thing behind it. Um but it was it, it's sort of like a beat 'em up sort of RPG game. Oh, uh, was this the one of... that like had fucking mad castle crashes vibes? Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That one looked cool. Didn't get a chance to play it. And there that was another one. one and I, this one with a demo. So, Right. 
Yeah. Um, and there was a skiing game, and I I think it was called Ski Landing or something like that. Do you remember oh, what yeah. it was called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't remember what it was called. Uh, yeah, I can't find it here. Um, but it was a skiing game. That one looked kind of cool. It reminded me of that like old skiing game that you would play back in school on like where like a fucking ski free like a yeti had come out and grab you halfway down the hill type of ski free i think that's ski free it's looked like to to me it looked like fucking what is it, downhill madness or whatever that fucking uh, yeah. mo- uh, mountain biking game is lonely mountain downhill maybe lonely mountain downhill yeah which i fucking hated so i didn't want to play it Right. I actually found it. It's called Skier's Landing. I was close. Is that what you I said were, before? No, you said like ski landing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um anyway, but You're that way uh, off. that kind of looked cool. Way off. I found a list here. Uh let me see. A new Blood Interactive was there. They were showing off some stuff. Oh, right. Idol Gangs. That's definitely one for us. <laughs> um Man, this is a big. This is a big list. Uh, <laughs> Don't that I need to go through. Now I've just blinded myself. Um, yeah, Dredge. We talked about Cult of the Lamb was there. Yes, that's out. Showing that off. Uh, I'm trying to find your chicken game, but I can't. Can't see it. Fucking chicken adventures or something. Yeah, mate, not- maybe. Is that not what it was called? Oh, there's the the amazing chicken adventures. Oh, Godfather looked pretty funny as well, but no, I was talking about uh, the amazing chicken adventures, which is already out. Oh, okay, fully out. Yeah, you just sort of like uh, a cool looking fucking platformer Mm. with uh. A cool aesthetic vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. So that was all the indie stuff. Anything else that you saw at PAX that sort of thought was cool? Yeah. Saw the inside of a bar for about fucking 12 hours. That's uh, great. <laughs> while we watched fucking... No, I, th- I think it must have literally been 10 hours, right? Like I got out of my panel... On Saturday, at about one thirty, one forty-five ish, and my little brother had come to see it, wanted to go get some lunch. I had said we would go to Common Man, which is a bar down the like pretty close to Pax, and I said it in our Discord. And so um, I was like, "Oh yeah, we'll go to there." And he's like, "Oh no, no, let's just go here." To the pretty much the closest bar, the General Assembly. Yeah, General Assembly. Uh, and we got a table, which was surprising, and uh, ordered some some grub. I sort of forgot what was going on, uh, and then yeah, uh, Johnny Bravo showed up, and then Frisco showed up, and then fucking ten, we like put some fucking Dota on some some phone screens, and they kept moving us to bigger and bigger tables, and. Uh, Cleb and his wife showed up and yeah, everything just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, uh, yeah, I got fucking ratchet drunk. Uh, 
for yeah a good 10 hour session and we must have yeah. fucking we must have sunk so much piss because they had this fucking you could order directly from the table and they just yeah. walk over with fucking however many more pints i think jb reckoned at one point the round was up to fucking 11 people uh he built bought around for 11 people which is just crazy just yeah. crazy don't don't sway yourself quite like that. But, uh, yeah, and just they had Bolter on tap and just fucking mm-hmm. hammering beers. It was good fun, good times. Uh, you were uh, – you I ducked in. Uh, yeah. You were extremely late because I believe you were fucking rat shit hungover from the night before. No. No, that's not true. No? Uh, no, Nate and I were in the convention um, walking around lies i got in i i woke up i was fine um i got Get the one fuck o'clock. out of here you were fine i was perfectly fine uh, i got in <clears throat> met up with nate did a couple laps but then i had to go do um i had an interview to go do so i went and did that oh yeah uh and then nate i think had an interview later on as well um but yeah. at, at that point in time I um yeah I then went oh where, where like where are you guys at and so I looked on the thing and I was like oh General Assembly so I typed it into Google Maps because I wasn't I, I couldn't remember which pub that was yeah uh, and it came up like with a with some place called General Assembly that was like across past the casino and I was like that's fucking like why is Joe Ball the way over there All right, fair <laughs> enough there's like shitload of bars over here uh, and then so I'm like I'm walking to this place. I'm thinking, this is like, he's crazy. What is he doing? And so I start flicking through like the screenshots on this thing. And I'm like, this doesn't even look like a bar. Like, it <laughs> looks like a like a place where people make take photos and they'll just like assembly. turn it into like an exhibit thing. Generally uh, assembly. <clears throat> so then I type it in again. And like, I see that there's another one that it's not like showing up on the map, but it's like, you have to scroll down the stupid thing to find it. Uh, and it's like right out the front of the, convention center i'm like oh okay that's the one uh so then i made it into the into over to you guys eventually mm. and then like literally in 45 minutes later nate does exactly the same thing he comes in <laughs> and he's like i just walked halfway down the fucking the river because oh, of boy. the thing um no but I, I wasn't drinking at that point because i knew we had a thing on after that and after the night before uh considering that we were drinking from like 4 p.m until like three apparently mm. uh like uh, <laughs> i was out for quite a while oh we didn't talk about that part either we'll get to that um <laughs> but yeah so we went to i had a, another drinks after that and so i, I didn't want to start too early sure um but, you but out, yeah well yeah by the time i got back you guys were loose it was fucked yep. like there's like a literally a bottle of wine on the table it was getting knocked over every like three oh, yeah. seconds that some rapscallions at our in our party had managed to pilfer yeah. from some open cupboard, and they they came back with more at one point. I'm like, stop, yeah. stop stealing bottles of wine. These people have been well and truly, well above and beyond accommodating to mm. what a bunch of people who should have been kicked out fucking three rounds ago. I'm sure none of oh. what I said was anywhere near as coherent as that, but uh, <laughs> in my heart, uh, 
That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Because Nate and I had gone to this other this other party, yeah. and it was like at the Bavarian beer cafe. It was like some German pub. Yeah. We were drinking like Steins, mm. um, and, and getting a, a bunch of them. And we come back, and you guys are like, "Fucking!" I'm like, "Job's done. Like, good luck. I'm out." Yeah, <laughs> 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 I'm getting him home. <laughs> I, uh, I think we stopped for KFC for the second night in a row. Oh, of course. You have to. Yeah. I got one of those slab things. What's that? Hideous. Uh, they like, they get like a, I think it's a six pack of like dinner rolls and they oh, slice okay. them and they put the oh, like, like nuggets. Giant, giant bun. Yeah. And then they, oh my God. Sounds amazing. It, it was fantastic. How do they come up with these things? I know. They're genius. They're like the... I don't know. They're like the 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 city project red of, of food industry. Yeah, in that sometimes <laughs> you get really really unwell because they yeah, un, some... un, undercook. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's a half baked idea, and other times you're like, "This is amazing." Yeah, who would have thought? Uh... A fucking chicken donut sandwich. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Genius. Yeah. Um, Friday night we went out as well. We we went for drinks with Playside, um, went up with some people there, good people, and then after that we went to the World of Bethesda um, party, and yes. uh, that was an interesting night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you stayed out longer than I did. Uh, it was starting yeah, to get longer. really fucking messy mm. uh, for me, uh, and I was ordering like uh, whiskeys. Right. Like monkey shoulder. They didn't have anything particularly good behind the bar. So I was doing monkey shoulder highballs. And I'm standing up there at, at the at the bar <laughs> ordering like I think six fucking monkey shoulder highballs. For other people. Not for you. No, no, no. And uh I get my phone out. Like, you know what? I should set myself an alarm for eleven o'clock tomorrow so I don't miss my panel. And then I was like, Job, you huge idiots, just go, go home. home. Yeah, just yeah. go home. That's smart. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's what I did. Yeah, uh, see, I should have been on a panel in the morning. That would have saved me from so much trouble. Right. Uh, yeah, what time did you kick on to? I don't know. Oh. I thought it was midnight. It definitely wasn't. From oh, what no, I was definitely told. not. Yeah, no, no, no it chance. It was like three, I feel yeah. like. I've yeah. If, I don't if you remember the second bar, sorry, the third bar. Oh, did you go to GG Easy? <laughs> Apparently, right. Then yeah, it was definitely three ish, three mm. and then some. Uh yeah, I uh, I heard stories. Mm. They're not my stories to tell, Luke. We um at at the the Worlds of Bethesda, um they had a band playing, and. I don't know. You can probably tell this story better, but it was like a very loud. Uh, she was good. They, they were good. Um, she, there's like one guy on a guitar and she was singing uh, just like songs in her own sort of style. Yeah. Um, had a vibe going. Yep. Uh, and then something strange happened. <laughs> yeah. And then, then it fucking popped off. Like they stopped. <laughs> And it was just back to regular music for a bit at a reasonable volume. And I was like, oh, this is so much better. I, I can, can talk now. to people now. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going deaf. 
Uh, and then, like, yeah, the light lighting changed and there were lasers and then you turn around. Oh, I think there was, like, a presentation. Uh, there was. Some cake, maybe. Yep. There was some cake. I vaguely, I didn't eat it. There was a cake. donut wall in the other room. That right. I think one person had a donut at one point. I, we, we walked in and walked past it, yep. and this thing had donuts all over it. Um, usually, you go to like an event like this, and there's a donut wall. Yep. Everyone's fucking in on the donuts. There's one They're donut like, left, yeah. Yeah, but somebody didn't get the memo about COVID. Uh, yeah, like they they literally come out the fallout bunker and we're like <laughs> donut donut walls. Let's do it. My lucky stars. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we were, I was standing there talking to Shannon from Press Start. And uh, we saw, we looked like I was like, noticed the donut wall, and someone walked up and grabbed a donut. And mm. I'm like, what? No, don't eat the. And it was like this entire fucking group of people turned around and started jeering at this dude for eating the donut. And he like picked it up, looked, heard all the jeering, turned to put it back, and we're like, you can't put it back. So he just yeah. ate it and left, uh, which was probably smart. <laughs> he was. He's probably going over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the the cake ended, and then fucking these two dudes playing some excellent music, uh, wearing cool fucking helmets, uh, show up, and huh. a, a fucking dance party broke out. It was fucking. Spectacular. What were they called? Do you remember what they were called? It was Daft Punk Tribute. I think. Or was it just Discovery. Daft Punk Tribute? Yeah. Daft I thought it was, yeah, Daft Punk Discovery or something like that. But yeah. they were fucking look it up. excellent. The way they like mixed the songs, fucking fantastic. Yeah. Well, they're, so they're a Daft Punk tribute band. Yeah. Because we were being told, like, oh, we've got Daft Punk coming. I mean, like, shut the fuck up. What are you yeah. talking about? Come on. Um, PR people doing PR things. Uh, and then these dudes come out and they start playing like like Daft Punk songs, like, you know, yeah. the, the hot favorites. And then like 30 minutes in, they start going like up another level and all of a sudden they're doing like proper dance shit and, you know, mixing all sorts of stuff. And then, then like it yeah, really went, mixing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just went overkill. It was fantastic. It was. Yeah, place was pumping. Um, yeah, they're called cool. Discovery. A Australia's Daft Punk tribute show. Oh, well, they're all over it. They yeah. nailed it. Yeah, Nate was like, I'm going to get these guys for my next party. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. So that the, was the wild thing is, I was literally listening to Daft Punk on the, tr- on the plane, on the way up at PAX. Like, I had jumped in, looked at my Spotify list, and was like, oh, I'm going to... Um, so I, I downloaded a live, because there's no... I didn't have it on my my phone at that point, and so I was like, literally, I listened to the whole album on the way up to Pax, and then that happened. So I willed it into existence. That's what I did. Yeah, you did. You manifested. That's fantastic. Well done, Luke. Well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, that was that was fucking cool as shit. They killed it. Yeah, uh, they, they really, really did. Um, and yeah. And then I left, and you didn't. And no, that was the mistake. That was the mistake. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know you guys didn't leave. I uh, can't remember you guys leaving. No, I mean, I mean we, remember- yeah. The the reason I know you didn't fucking leave at twelve is because we left at twelve. Well, like Nate, oh, I thought you left at ten thirty. 
No way. Oh, okay. No way. No, because we were... I sent a message to uh, my wife a lot later. Oh, okay. Uh, after I'd eaten chicken. After I'd eaten my KFC. Uh, hmm. Nate loves... By the way, this is so weird. Nate loves delivery. I do not understand. But there was a fucking... So, first of all, he killed it finding this apartment because it was in the smack bang in the middle of the fucking everything. It was smack bang between fucking... All the noise. Royal... Yeah, well, <laughs> there is that. That that could have been better. But uh, royal this Royal Stacks burger joint, there was a fucking KFC down the end of the fucking... Uh, at the top of the road, there was a fucking uh, IGA, IGA liquor store right there. Like, it was fucking... It was, it was very good. The only problem was, yes... Uh, the trams go ding ding, and they may as well be like going straight through your fucking bedroom. There was absolutely no soundproofing. It was ridiculous. <laughs> On the fucking like the driver, like a fucking Harry Potter train just going past your window. On the fucking Friday night, uh, I couldn't get to sleep because fucking some yobos were having a brawl uh, outside my window and. Holy shit. I could, yeah, it was like I'm 10 like, floors up. What is going uh, on? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise he nailed it. But yeah, he got, got delivery. I'm like, it's right there. And he's like, yeah. But what if it rains? I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. We walked past it on the fucking way home. <laughs> um, yeah. That's why when I bought the KFC... We picked it up our, our damn selves. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Cool. Anyway. Yeah. Good night. Really good night. Good party. Good night. Mm. Uh, probably too many parties that night, I think. <laughs> uh, maybe, good, maybe. Good catch night with everyone. It was, yeah, place I was, was good as well. A uh, lot of good fun. A lot of cool people. Uh, the bad thing was they had the panels from PAX playing on this speaker system. Yeah, about six hundred thousand decibels louder than they should have been. Oh, but also like it wasn't working properly, and mm. every once in a while to just like crackle, and everyone ears would explode. Your, your uh, at some point, they there. turned it off. Yeah, which yeah. is good. Um, Wild. Yeah, and, and they were also buying shots, and that didn't help uh, <laughs> at all. Yeah. Anyway, it was a good night, a very good night. Uh, good packs, good packs overall. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I went home at I uh, pretty low key. Uh, I drank a lot on Saturday, but uh, I was fine the next day as well. Uh, and got out of there quite early. So I started heading off at about one and then got the train. Oh, as I'm leaving, there's like an anti vax fucking rally going on. Oh, walking down like uh, I don't know what that main street's called, but. I know Collins. <laughs> That's yeah. where the KFC is. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like the main street that that you walk down to get to Pax, yeah, is that long one? Yeah, there's like just a like an anti-vax rally just powering through that street, and uh, there were some signs like what was the one I saw? Like something that said, uh, "We're not just the far right; we're always right," or something like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was like, well, my mask is going back on as I was walking to the, um, yep. as I was walking to the, the sky bus, sky bus is great by the way. Oh, um, I wouldn't do it. I didn't believe in the sky bus. 
Oh, Skybus is awesome. It's like 20 minutes. I was trying to tell him. I'm like, dude, yeah. the Skybus is amazing. Like, I'm not taking a bus. Yeah. Um, went to the uh, Porto in the airport. Got some of that. That was a interesting oh, experience. Porto? Who did you... Oh, you flew with Virgin. Oh, yeah, I flew with Virgin. Fucking Corners Terminal had fucking nothing. Right. Like nothing. It was... I also got upgraded to um absolutely to a, an exit row so i was like here we go <laughs> oh hello um which was weird because i didn't have i didn't actually put my membership number is because i used to be gold and i just i just couldn't be fucked this time around because i'm like who cares whatever yeah um and i still got upgraded so that was good sometimes anyway. they just need able-bodied people they well, this is before right huh? I, I got this thing up beforehand it was like you got upgraded uh, zero dollars. I was like, okay, cool. Right. I'll do that. Um, so, I've had a, yeah, I've I, had it happen like at the like it, when I went up to Lismore a couple of weeks right. ago. Uh, they bumped, they they upgraded me like at the fucking gate. Like it wouldn't scan, and they're like, I'm like, uh, what's going on? I really have to make this flight. And like, uh, beep beep beep. Oh no, no, you just got an emergency exit row. I'm like, oh, cool. Hmm. Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm surprised about, Joe? We didn't get COVID. Hey, it's, uh, there's still time. Right? There's still, is there? What Four are we to six now, days of there? gestation? Four to six? Could have caught it on Sunday. Could have caught it on Sunday. Well, yes. I mean, I wasn't really there on Sunday, so. True. Um, yeah. But no, so far, haven't had it. I hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, um, hope so. Fucking hell. Now, I hope everyone I got I've it. Dodged it. Feels better soon because mm. it obviously sucks. Um, My streak continues. The streak continues. I can't believe you didn't break yeah. the streak. Well done. We we were wearing masks though. We were. Uh, Nate. Uh, well, we weren't wearing masks. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Yep. Yep. Uh, it was hard on the fucking Friday. That's how I know it was fucking hot. I was sweating. I was I was just straight up sweating. Oh like, yeah, I, that's like I was taking my mask off because my fucking nose was yeah wet. Yeah, like why is my nose wet? Right, but on the Saturday and Sunday, not it didn't was have okay. the same fucking problem. I mean, that's because we're drinking drinks, drinking beers. Ah, uh, actually, uh, speaking of uh, Saturday and Sunday, I did two panels, so I thought they went pretty good. Uh, first yeah. one, how to pitch devolver. Like, yeah, I was I was a bit afraid of that one, but um, the panel was really good and, like, loads of really good questions, more questions than we could field, unfortunately, uh, from the, the audience. So uh, that was cool. And the second one I was extremely afraid of because I was going in without any fucking idea of what the fuck the panel was supposed to be about. Uh, but I felt like we managed to put something pretty good together. It was almost like uh, a podcast episode sure. right like uh and you're like i've done fucking 600 of these yeah. i don't know what i'm doing easy Fuck yeah um so wait what well, this is the uh the x factor gaming. yeah the gaming x factor but it was it was sort of like games what makes games great beyond the gameplay right and it was an interesting yeah. one for me because obviously i'm captain fucking gameplay first right uh so i actually got quite a bit out of listening to their opinions and stuff 
So you um, had the co-founder of Devolver there, right? Graham Struthers was on both panels, yes. Um, mm -hmm. And on the first panel, we had uh, uh, Josh, Jay, and shit. Jake. Nope. Uh, uh, Jeff. Jess. Jerry. Ja. Ja, 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 ja. Jonah. Jonah. Uh, Jess. Jonathan. But we called him Bids. We called him Bids and that threw me because I noticed very early on that all everyone on the panel's name started with a J as a yeah. except for Graham. Uh, uh, and so I'm, like, I'm trying to remember Bids Bid's name, Bids' name, but uh, it's not Jids. So anyway, uh, Draham, I called him Draham on both panels. Uh, but yes, uh, it was Jay Armstrong, Massive Monster, uh, Jonathan Biddle from All Possible Futures and Joshua Sanderson from Team Wibby. Uh, so that's Cult of the Lamb, um, Thing We Bob. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The Sword of Ditto and um, Phantom Abyss. Mm. And then on the second one, uh, we had uh, Julian Wilton from Massive Monster, uh, Alistair Baldwin and Shake Leaney from Things for Humans, and Graham. And yeah, wasn't sure how that one was going to go, but it was good. It was just like, it was just pretty bands heavy like just sort of i couldn't tell if it was supposed to be a serious one or a goof and if i'm if it's left up to me then it will be a goof right because mm. uh, i find being funny is easier than uh being serious because when i'm serious i'm critical and people don't want to sit there for an hour listening to me talk about all the ways games have failed to be better than their gameplay um and yeah i think it worked alistair uh works for the abc right he's a, like a comedy writer so that he just sort of we just sort of went from there like it was just yeah giving in every each other shit constantly um and yeah some really great questions again uh there's someone in the audience of the second one who yelled out like hey joe nice haircut and uh i was gonna go over and, and say hi and then i looked around and nate had gone and uh i was worried that he was concerned about getting to the airport on time so i'm like oh fuck, uh i gotta run so i didn't go say hello which is a bummer i should have said mm. hello because he was just doing his shit. so he's just going to find a toilet uh so it was a mistake but yeah, uh, yeah, they were good panels. I th I thought, and I didn't yep. do them for free, uh, which is the most important thing because I won't mm -hmm. be doing fucking. Don't do panels for free. That's it. That's all I've got. Don't do panels for free. Uh, Pax doesn't get to fucking get free labor out of out of its entertainment. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, considering how much they charge for that shit as well. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so that was PAX. All right. Well, that was PAX. 
It was good. Good to be back. Yes. Um, good to have most people back. All the big people weren't there. They were there, but they weren't. All the big pubs. Yeah. They're there. Um, all right. Dead Cells, you've been playing on your Steam Deck. Oh, mate. This was a fucking ordeal. I'll tell you what. Dead Cells Machine. Uh, the Dead Cells Machine uh, is an always online Dead Cells Machine. Uh, or else it falls over real fucking fast. Um, there's a problem with the Steam Cloud saving on Linux machines, like cross-platform. So it has a problem with saving cl- cloud save saves from Windows onto Linux platforms. And I believe the developers have to fix it on their end. They have to rectify that on their end. So Hollow Knight has fixed it because every fucking fix I tried to find was like, oh, no, Hollow Knight's fixed it. It's all good. Um, but <sighs> Dead Cells hasn't. And so uh, if, I, if I tried to load it while I was offline, I just didn't mm-hmm. have a save game, which is rough because uh, it's... You do a lot, you grind out a lot in that game. Um, so what I wound up having to do was connect while I was online and then put it in sleep mode and then, uh, yeah, like have the game running but in sleep mode and basically do it that way. Because if it was all the way off, uh, it would just have no save game. It was a bit annoying. But uh, what can you do? What can you do? Uh, big Dead Cells devs to fix it, I guess, is basically it. Anyway, probably the first uh, real hitch in the old Steam Deck, uh, I don't know, system there. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, yeah, the only reason it was a big fucking kick in the dick was because I, I was like, oh, well, this will be fine. I'll just fucking jump on fucking a hotspot on my phone and then I'll connect and then a hotspot on my phone. Mm. And I connect and it downloads 750 fucking megs of update. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, of all the times to want to do this, where the fuck was this like earlier when I was on Wi-Fi? Uh, but I got fucking data for days, so who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I did manage to beat the queen. Uh, the queen is the the boss of the, I believe, the latest DLC. Oh, no, the latest, latest update is fucking boss, boss Rush, but that was the 750 megs. That was underwhelming as fuck. Um, yeah, I don't care about boss rushing. Boss fights are the easily the most fucking boring part of Dead Cells, so I yeah. don't understand that at all. Um, the latest one was the Panchak. I don't know when the fucking Queen it was added, but it's a cool, cool boss fight. It's fucking rough, man. Uh, you got to fucking belt up this fucking tower and uh it is hairy as shit uh it's very 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 touch and go uh, i was barely fucking making it through uh but i did manage to do it and then the the fight at the end of it is rough uh and it's just it's multi-phased and then get to the queen and it was probably the easiest fucking boss fight I've ever done my entire life. And I was very confused. I had no idea how that fight was supposed to go. I had to go watch it. Uh, 
but I had like this weapon, the skewer that would knock the person back. I had this bow that would uh, also knock them back. And then I had these two little fucking critters that were my uh, specials. And they were both knocking shit back. And this queen would like get on the platform and then I'd knock her off the platform and I just did that for about two minutes. And then it was over. And right. I was like, holy fuck. Is that how that fight's supposed to work? Because that's crazy. Uh, and like she did she did manage to like go through the knockback a couple of times, but it didn't fucking matter. It didn't fucking matter. I always there was another one coming. Every single fucking time. It was crazy. Uh, I accidentally uniquely built the perfect build to beat her without, mm. like, by, just by knocking her off the platform. Anyway, so that was pretty cool. But, yeah. Right. Have you seen this um, docking station that they, they've released? Well, we're taking pre-orders for, I guess. No, but I did buy a docking station. Oh, okay. Right. Um, yeah. I bought one from JSAUX. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's fucking awesome. I, I don't know what the Steam one looks like or does or whatever, but... Uh, uh, so Steam Steam one's got uh, three USB 3.1 ports, uh, Ethernet port, uh, a 1.4 display, 2.0 HDMI, and a USB-C cable that goes to the Steam Deck. All right. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Um, it says here supports up to 4K 60 hertz or 1080p 120 hertz uh, with FreeSync support. Well, well, well. That's uh, just, just what I'm seeing here. All right, well, I picked up the M2 docking station from JSAUX, mm-hmm. uh, which has two uh, 3.1 USB ports. Supports uh, 4K 60 uh, Ethernet in, uh, and you can put an M2 uh, SSD, M2 drive in uh, with data transfer of 900 MBs. Uh, And uh, so you can expand your fucking memory in a fucking heartbeat, which is very fucking cool. Uh, so yeah, I was pretty stoked with that, that one. Uh, but it's probably not nowhere near as cheap as the Steam Deck one, you know? Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, cool. Mm. All right. There you go. Steam Deck. Play now. Uh, and the last game here we got is Overwatch 2. You've been playing some Overwatch? I've been playing some Overwatch. I know you've been playing Overwatch. Uh, Played a little bit today. Yeah, I um, I hate it. I just don't like it, man. I just can't do it. I don't. I just don't see what you get out of it either. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just you lose a lot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I can't do anything. You play about ranked. It. What's what's that going to change? I'm just still going to lose a lot. You play uh, against people your same skill level. People with my same skill level. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if they're of my same skill level or not of my same skill level because nothing I do in the game fucking matters, man. Like, I, I, could, I can be a fantastic Mercy or I can be a fucking shitty Mercy and the outcome's the exact fucking same either way. So I just don't, like, I don't really see it, right? 
like I don't see what my incentive for playing is, right? If I think about it, like in terms of like fucking like other other games that I like to play, at least I can compartmentalize my losses by saying, well, at least I was fucking. At least you can see on the scoreboard that I that I was the fucking ace. I was in the ace squad for Battlefield Five, or we, you know, we they stopped spawning in planes or something, you know, like. We are the fucking dog squad fucking offensive combat efficiency experts. Like, yeah, but you can't do that in in Overwatch. Like, you look at the fucking scoreboard and, yeah, you got a lot of heals and it didn't fucking matter. Like, oh, well, yeah, at least I got a lot of heals. Who fucking cares? Right? Like, yeah, nobody else gives a shit. They'll still be like, oh, where was my healing? Oh, I never got any fucking healing. And you're like... What the fuck am I supposed to do with that, cunt? You spend 90% of your time behind the fucking... Behind the enemy. What What do you think? I'm going to fucking shift my way over the year and fucking... I'm just your little Reaper pocket healer or some shit? Get the fuck out of here. It's fucking ridiculous. Right? Or you got a tank who plays Reinhardt and spends all his time charging into the fucking middle of the fucking enemy team. You're like... You got a big... You know you got a fucking shield, cunt. Right? Like, you, you got a shield? You can use the shield? Stop fucking charging in. Christ, but it's, it's it's like, it's kind of it, right? Either you get upset about these things, right? In which case you tilt your tits off and you lose more or you don't get upset about these things and you don't try and nothing happens and you move on with your life. And yeah, I just don't, yeah, I just don't see it, man. I, I don't get what the fucking appeal is. It's not even on a, like, I guess this is why I don't like MOBAs, right? But even in MOBAs, you can still compartmentalize this shit by being like, oh, at least I made a level 25 or at least, uh, at least I did the correct build or something like that. Or at least I got to buy oh, At least I got item. to the qualifiers through <laughs> the Dota International. Oh, wait, no, I didn't because uh, I'm Anna. Oh, oh Anna. sad oh, face. Sad face. Um... But yeah, like you don't even have like the tight loop of leveling up. There's not even that progression system. What are you even doing? And I can't like, I can't even access. I, I played one round of tank and uh, my team was like, why aren't you Junker Queen? Mm. Uh, and oh, I don't have Junker Queen. Like, Don't you? No, I, I, I can't work out which one she is. I assumed it was the one that was grayed out. Isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Shouldn't everyone be unlocked? Didn't you buy the original Overwatch? I did buy the original Overwatch. And no, not everyone is unlocked. Weird. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't have the battle pass or anything. So there's stuff locked behind the battle pass. So I can't get them. I figured she was on the battle pass. Maybe I was looking at the wrong character. Maybe. Uh, maybe I did have Bolton Chuck Queen. That that just upset them. They did seem upset when I said I don't have her. Um, maybe I was wrong. But, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't have access to all the heroes, so I can't really learn them to learn how to counter them. And I'm good at fucking Mercy and I'm good at fucking uh, Tracer and Junkrat. And I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm good at these things. I did have like the one, the one bright spark in my Overwatch two uh, career, which has already ended, uh, was 
jumped into a game and uh, I uh, zipped behind as Tracer onto the, the payload. Like the, the enemy team had gotten real cocky and was uh, basically spawn camping us. Yeah. Uh, and the the payload had almost made it to the fucking objective. And so I just like fucking belted straight off the out one of the top exits and then just pushed it into the objective like the last I don't know. It was it it was a good fucking fifteen seconds. They should have been able to run back in time, but they just weren't paying <laughs> attention. Uh but I mean that's the other thing. Like the amount of times I as Mercy have been the only person attempting to stop uh the fucking payload from moving forward or something like that, and you're just like I don't know. I'm I'm clearly playing the game wrong and I don't know how to do it any other way. So yeah, I don't see it, man. I don't I don't get it. I don't want to play it and I'm done with it. Fair enough. Um yeah. all right, let's do some news. No. Nah. Where'd you rank? You finished all your rankings, where'd you rank? I have no idea how to check. Have what I done all my rankings? I don't think I've done all my rankings. I was playing yeah. uh free play or quick play. What? Yeah. I saw you playing ranked <clears throat> yesterday. Because I was yeah, going to I saw you jump on and I was like, oh, I'll play with Leaky, man. That'll make it a little less fucking frustrating as fuck. But uh, then you jumped into ranked. I'm like, all right, I guess I went. Yeah. So, I played a couple of ranked games, but then I jumped in and played just casual. Right. Just to fuck around with some of the other heroes that were in the game. When you play ranked. Yeah. Does it determine your ranking based on the role or is it role independent? Um, I'm not sure how it works. I think it's like you roll queue to specific, um, so either your tank support or damage dealer. Yeah. Um, and then when you win a game, it tells you who you won as and there's like two other spaces there. So I'm not 100% sure how it works in terms of that sort of stuff. If you need to then go in and like win separate games for each role. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. No idea. Right. I haven't okay. finished that part yet. I'm still just fucking around. I generally like just click the all yeah. button and just, I was just queuing as all. Which is why I was playing a lot of Mercy. Yeah, most of the time as well. It's like the dead needs to be support people. And so yeah. I'll be like, oh, okay, I guess I'm playing as Lucio or yeah. trying out some of the other ones. I like, I like, I like Senyata. Yeah, I like Senyata, but uh, it's hard to get the. Like the Mianis. Well, it's hard to get the fucking. Like, I, I, I had one game where I played as Senyata and out DPS, both out DPSs. Uh, but my heels were trash. But we had like a Rodog, so it didn't actually matter all that much. Uh, we won because I was murdering cunts, but yeah, I just wasn't getting the heels on people. The DPS, I probably beat the DPS because they weren't getting fucking healed at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're in the back line, like headshotting yeah. everyone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, so no, I don't know what my rank is or how to check any of that stuff i've just been either queuing in ranked as all or playing all on casual play and jumping and doing that yeah right all right fair enough yep 
All right, let's do uh, some news. Let's do some news here. We've got uh, God of War has now gone gold. Hey, it's coming out this year. That's exciting. It wasn't like a last minute surprise of it's being pushed back to March. It's a February. No, February, mate. (laughs) It's a February. February 23. That would have been a a schedule clear, eh? Mm. That would have been like Elden Ring. Yeah, everyone was just like, get the fuck out of the way. (laughs) We're coming in. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for this game. I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, it's my my big hope for the end of the year. Uh, like just sink a fucking entire week into this game. Mm. Um, yeah, like let's go, let's go. Uh, gold, you know, doesn't mean as doesn't mean what it used to, and it never really meant all that much. But nevertheless, uh, to your point, it's very cool. Yeah. That uh, that it's actually coming out this year. It doesn't go gold if it's not coming out this year, he said, knowing he's just jinxed it. Yeah, gutting. Uh, although at the same time, did Cyberpunk go gold and then they hold it back? I guess there's that. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Amazing. Um, all right, next up. This is sort of, sort of semi-packs related. Uh, Kojima Productions have been te- teasing this uh, image for the last couple of weeks. Um, where it has a silhouette of somebody that says, like, who am I? Uh, it's sort of been started off with, like, a slowly, like, a silhouette of a person, and then it came up with, like, who am I? All these different events have been showing up at. Um, and at PAX Australia, it was uh, finally revealed that this person uh, is Elle Fanning, um, the Hollywood American actress. That you Hollywood American actress. Why did <laughs> yeah. you say it like you're? We're doing the news segment for a North Korean fucking TV broadcast or something. Because it's Kojima. He's like, give me that Hollywood American actress. Uh, <laughs> Good party time, disco films. dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I guess her her first big role that I remember her from would have been like Super Eight, um, right? That was the, the the first big one, but since then she was she's been in a, a bunch of stuff that people would recognise. Um, I we watched during a TV show recently, the girl from Plainsville or Plainville, um, which was really good in that. And so anyway, I only know her from the Great, and I haven't watched the Great. The Great. My wife has watched mm. the Great. Where she's Catherine the Great, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, uh, Kojima's up to his old tricks of, of using big Hollywood stars to lure people into these games these days mm. as he makes friends with, with everybody in the industry. Um, so, obviously, she is tied to something that they're working on. A um, lot of speculation that it is Death Stranding 2. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Could be something else. I hope it is. I hope you, it is. Right. I don't know, because then he could try again, right? Yeah. I mean, so without giving any spoilers away for people that might be interested in playing Death Stranding, uh. can Norman Reedus, Reedus be in Death Stranding 2? Like, no, but also yes, in the sense that, yeah, I just... I don't know, fucking, he's a black goop or something. Like, okay, he just he's resurrected. Is yeah, it? like fucking. Fair enough, um, but also like I don't, and this isn't it's meant to sound mean, but 
you've got Elle Fanning is not a, a she's I think she's quite a short like small woman sure I don't see her running around with boxes oh right yeah back. right yep you worry um, about the you worry about the dimensions there yeah it just might look a bit weird um I guess like Norman Reedus had like a some sort of exosuit as well right maybe that's yeah I guess that'll work always got the exosuit Okay, yeah, I guess that'll work. And nobody's, um, nobody's wondering if they can see Elle Fanning's penis, right? Not like Norman Reedus' penis. Yeah. All right, so might be a smart plan. Smart play there. Hmm. It's, there is a a word you could use, Job. <laughs> Think about it. Oh, no, 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 I, I know. I'm there. <laughs> Don't worry, Luke. I thought yeah, for once... We would leave it to the imagination of no. our... Of our no, I mean, yeah. No, right no, there. No. Um, hmm. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll... F- <laughs> We're going to clearly hear about whatever this thing is soon. Like, if they're teasing actors at this point. Um, do you think we're sort of leading up to Game Awards at this point? If it's happening, it's, it's at the Game Awards. Yeah, for sure. For right. sure. Yeah, because Gamescom's already happened. Um, Gamescom Asia is is scheduled for uh, next week. So we'll we'll probably see maybe something else there. Um, But my understanding would be like you get her up on stage at Game Awards in two months. And she's like death stranding two bitches and then fireworks go off and... Kojima runs out and Norman Reedus runs out and someone runs out and and says hey if you didn't like uh, Death Stranding then you're actually too dumb George Miller runs out oh yeah just everybody it's just all these people running out on stage and they're all in the game Uh, and he's like I haven't started it yet but these people are in it (laughs) and that's how you sell things yep it's genius or the other thing I, I i'd be interested to see is like don't fuck death stranding 2 uh let's go with that horror game just go back to the drawing board with a horror game and have yep. her be the main star of that i love it and do that instead the, the, the pt spiritual successor yeah uh, because i want to see that game yes do that not the do box sequel instead. yes yeah even though i enjoyed it more the second time i played it um I knew Snuck you fucking loved it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I'll go back and play it. Um, all right. And the last piece of news here is not, not really news related, but uh, the RTX 4090 series uh, is now, uh, I guess by the time people hear this, mm. you'll be able to, to buy one. Yep. Potentially. I don't know. I guess we'll find out next week. Um, but reviews have dropped for it. Our, uh, our friend over at Oz Gamers, Costa, got his filthy grubby hands on one. Yes. Um, and, and did a review of it, but also everybody else has done reviews at this point. Yep. Uh, that is a pivotal figure in the hardware review section. Uh, and this thing is a absolute beast. Um, it's disgusting. It's a monster. It's a yeah. Monster. Uh, yeah, the, the numbers it's putting out, like the numbers it's putting out without Silly. DLSS are... yeah. Like, 
holy good. fuck they, that's 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 good that's good stuff mm. but at that price oh uh, i don't know i don't know right like mm. yeah that's that's good stuff but i don't know if it's worth that and then tlss 3 gets switched yeah. on and you're like holy fuck you're getting how many frames on cyberpunk 2077 at 4k yeah 150 like so just said who <laughs> yeah absolutely ridiculous shit uh like yeah just looking at uh costa's chart here now and like 120 uh frames with ray tracing on at 4k uh and basic dlss uh which uh i don't quite remember what i put put it out for the 3080 but it was much 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 lower than that uh I think he did a comparison today. I haven't looked at it though. Yeah, right. I'm just looking. Uh, Here we go. I found it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's great. Great podcasting. Um, Fucking wind nailing. We're so good at this. Uh, but yeah, like there's just the difference. And then, and then, but then DLSS 3 on is just the dumbest shit you've ever seen. Uh, mm. Yeah, which, like, fuck. Like, I don't know, man. For three grand. Yeah. But it's then tempting. again, like, I was buying a new monitor just a couple of months ago and everyone convinced me not to get a 4K monitor because when the fuck are you going to have enough power to really get everything you want out of a 4K monitor? So I went with a 1440p monitor and uh, so... <laughs> I mean, at least you can upscale as well. Yeah, true. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I don't know. No, fuck it. Also, the size of the thing. Costa didn't really talk about it in his his Ozgames review, but the size of this thing is absolutely ridiculous. Like utterly, like comical. Uh, I saw you posted a picture in the Discord mm. of uh, one standing next to a PlayStation Five, and yeah. it's a comparable size and that's just <laughs> fucking crazy shit man uh yeah like you would literally I, I i couldn't buy one and just cram it into my current pc i would have to fully rebuild my pc to accommodate for this this one card like it would be a full fucking rebuild, and I'm certain there's all kinds of other things that that aren't being taken into account, because the heft, the bulk of this fucking thing, it's gonna block ports, it's gonna block slots, it mm. is absolutely going to make like any adjustments you need to make inside the case a real fucking nightmare. It's like it it just is, um, and yeah. Like, I feel like that deserves more uh, attention. So, if, yeah, I don't know if it's yeah it's getting as much as it should be. And and so the, yeah, um, back on the performance front. So mm. a lot of the comparisons that I've sort of seen is that this is like, you, you don't buy this card if you're running your computer at 1080. Like it is a yeah. 1440p yeah. slash uh, 4K hard because that is where the uh that's where it really kicks into gear and so um so like for instance i'm looking at some of the stats here from um 
pastas done. And for instance, he tested about 18 games running at 1440p with uh, and ray tracing and DLSS enabled. And you've got the, the, the performance difference on the 1440p, he says here is, is 14% um, on average across those games with the uh, the biggest one being uh, the division, which saw a 1.8 times performance yep. increase. That's over the, the, the 3090. Um, and then you jump into the, the 4K resolution and it goes up to 77% increase over the previous generation. Yep. Um, and on the high end, you're looking at over a 2.2 uh, times increase in performance. So like the the things that this thing is doing on the 4K, like it, there's a point where the 3090 just sort of, it's just not able to do it. And the the, the 4090 just is like, let's go. Let's, uh, yeah. let's open this thing up. Yeah. Which is the bananas thing. Um, so yeah, it's just absolutely monster. And it's kind of interesting because you would ask me this like six months ago about buying a 3090. I mean, like, fuck no. Like, yeah, I don't need to do that. Uh, and then they've come out with these numbers. You're like, oh, okay, maybe I do need to spend $3,000 on a graphics card because yeah. I'm an idiot. Uh, yep. And why not? Uh, yeah, because the, the numbers they're doing like on these 4K games, like uh, over 100... 100, like most of these things here, the cost has got is over 120 FPS in 4K. Yeah. With with ray tracing on. With and ray tracing on. That's the... All that yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's bananas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's goofy. It is utterly goofy what it's putting out. The, the price... Also, utterly goofy. And the, Although, like... The size, ridiculous. Yeah, at the same time, like, uh, some of the YouTubers I've seen put up have started doing the price performance comparisons, and in yeah. certain situations, it is better value for money for, the like, the 30 on Arnie, but at the same point, like, you're still playing a lot. That's, yeah. Like, they have... From what I've, I can tell, they aren't, like, screwing you up the ass from this price. Like, in terms yeah. of performance price comparison uh it, it seems to be pretty it's fine like it's okay in certain situations um the problem for people in australia is that they're not selling the fe edition which is kind of shit because uh again it looks like a lot of the reviews that i've, I've watched have saying that this card is actually really good um and it's sort of understandable as to why remember we talked about news a few weeks back evga has jumped out of the market yeah um and, and it's it's sort of people speculating well it's sort of obvious now because nvidia has just gone above and beyond in terms of their fee edition like the cooling on it is just amazing yeah uh, and the thermals on it is fantastic and so like how do you compete against that um normally like you see these cards that have got three fans on it and there's a reason why it's to try and they increase the power they increase the the voltages uh you get overclocked and all that sort of stuff whereas this founders edition card it seems like you can do a lot of that already out of the box yeah um and so yeah i think tonight we, we won't know at this point we'll know in a couple of hours uh the uh third party vendor um, cards will drop and yeah. the reviews will be out for that and so we'll get a better idea of how much better they are um, and then you know is it worth spending the extra 600 bucks on top of that to get one of those or, or like how comparable is the $3,000 range 
to the founders edition because they're not selling them in australia yeah um is it worth getting one of those or are they not as good or are they better like how much better are they so um yeah it'll be interesting tonight when those drop uh how good yeah. how, how much better these things can get i guess yeah exactly which could be wild but i mean where are you, you've got a 3080 yeah. right yeah so are you are you even considering at this no. point upgrading no I'm not due for a refresh on the PC by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no game that I can see on the horizon that would require uh, the kind of power that these cards put out. I, like, I think the DLSS 3.0 frame generation technology is really interesting uh, and I think it sucks that it's not backwards compatible with the 30 series cards. Uh, I guess we'll find out tonight why, because those reviews will probably drop at this point as well. Yeah. I'm assuming. Um, I just, I don't believe the the party line that it can only be done with the hardware. Um, I just, it just smells like bullshit to me. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll wait this one out. There's no, there's no great rush. Uh, You're only playing yeah. Overwatch anyway, so. I only play Overwatch anymore, baby. <laughs> <laughs> dead cells what do you dead need cell. it yeah exactly exactly there's no point um anyway super impressive i guess we'll see what uh, amd does next month a month from now this is early october sorry early november um yeah and what they uh what they come up with because at this point again uh nvidia's come to the table with some really good hardware but on top of that dlss3 is uh very impressive so um, yeah see what happens yeah, exactly. in the next lot all right uh that's the news um unless anything has happened while we've been going i don't think so no but uh do we have any questions joe that it might we have come through to have questions here we go here we go uh dakota writes hi job it was good to see you at pax and hosting a panel your new haircut looks awesome uh, are you planning on cosplaying as Kratos? Cheers. Uh, I assume Dakota <laughs> must have been the the person that I didn't go and say hello to. Sorry, Dakota. Um, Kratos, could I do Kratos? Dad bod Kratos? Hey, what do you reckon? Dad bod Kratos? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What if What if it's like you holding? I guess you could even just wear the same fucking Max Payne t-shirt as well, right? Oh, yeah. Like Kratos on holidays, he's yep. got like a six-pack, like not not on him, like, yeah, yeah. like a six-pack of beer. Yeah. What if yeah. I get a six-pack and I hold it to my gut, to my my beer gut, Yeah. and I, just, and I pretend that's my Kratos six-pack? Mm. Genius. And then I need a, a big Leviathan axe, I guess, or some chains. Yeah. And every once in a while, you yell out, boy, fetch, fetch boy. me a beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Genius. All right. It's a plan. If they do a, a party uh, for the launch of God of War, I'll show up shirtless. It's a deal. Yeah. Uh, stuff, Dakota. Okay. Maybe don't show up shirtless. Maybe have a oh, shirt yeah. on. Oh, yeah. It take, you got to take the shirt off. Otherwise, they're not going to let you in. Ah, uh, right. At, at some point, like, if you take the shirt off, then they're like, shit, he's already in here. Uh, and then you yeah, can yeah. fight people off. And you're like, oh, it'll be like the you, actual game then. You've gotten shirtless in a bar before, I think, Luke. 
You, have we? Yeah, no, you have because you know you know the strategy. Oh. You've maximized <laughs> your strategy for getting yeah. shirtless in a bar. I just um, try to think, be like, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, not well. again. Christ. Um, Bridge Monster Man writes, hi, Job. Hi, Luke. Uh, so Google is Shikan Stadia and the graveyard grows ever larger. What was your favorite now dead Google product? I miss Google Reader and I haven't even deleted the Play Music app from my phone yet, even though it's now completely useless. Uh, yeah, Google Play Music, I will never forgive them for killing it. Uh... Google Reader was fantastic, but Google Play Music was... I had so much shit roped up into that motherfucker. Uh, man. Well, I got a new I got a new Google thing. What's that? It's the Google Pixel 7 Pro. Oh. Uh, oh, and now all my fucking Google devices are losing their fucking minds because I said the word too many times. Um, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I, uh, I picked this up sort of due for a phone refresh. Hmm. I don't know. It's a, oh, I don't know. If I, I, I was sitting there with it in my cart, I'm like, Job, I don't think you fucking need a new phone, you fucking dork. Uh, but uh, I did it anyway. Yeah. That could have been your, uh, you know, a, th a third of your NVIDIA Too true. <laughs> 4090 card. Mm. You fucking blew it. I blew it. I threw yeah. it away. And the Steam Deck. There's another third. You're nearly That's, all the way there. I'm, I'm fucking so close. I'm right there. Uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a slick phone so far, but I had to turn off the gesture controls. I had to turn them off. I can't fucking do it. Have you seen this shit, man? Instead of having like a home button down the bottom, you gotta yeah. like swipe up from the bottom. And right, you like Tom cruising, fucking moving shit around. I got no time for this shit. I got no time for it. Also, the the power button is up the top, and the volume is down the bottom. And so now I keep turning uh, my phone up when I'm trying to turn it on or off. Uh, so I've been boomed on that front as well. But oh yeah, so um, so far, yeah, real slick device. I'm a fan. Uh, but yeah, uh, I haven't really used it all that much yet, so not a lot to say. Don't know how it goes in Idle Slayer yet, you know, which is the only metric that matters on a phone. Yeah, anymore. I was playing a new mobile game actually. I played Retro Goal. Okay, it's pretty fucking cool if you like soccer. Uh, it's a it's a, an assisted soccer game so you sort of like you don't play defense um you only play the offensive part and the the defensive part is sort of all like simulated um and then yeah when you when you are playing on offense you can sort of direct your player and you can weave them through and then it's got like touch drag to shoot uh like drag the finger back and you'll fling it to to shoot but you can like cross it and head it and all that kind of stuff and it's got a pretty decent like a uh, like i don't know early 2000s level um team management system and yeah it's kind of fun um the only bad thing is i was like i made it through my first season uh we got lifted out of the champions league i think or whatever it's called the 
below the Premier League. We made it out of that uh, and into the Premier League, uh, just barely. And um, and then uh, it didn't carry my save across when I changed phones, so I have to start over again. Oh. But I'm having fun. I enjoy it, so uh, maybe I can do better this time. Yep. Don't yeah. you hate it when that happens? I do. I do. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. All right. Was that all the questions? That's all the questions. Good stuff, Love FMM. Them. Good stuff, Dakota. Awesome. All right. Uh, anything you want to plug for this week you've been working on or give a shout out to? Oh, yeah. Go to ozgamers.com and check out my NBA 2K23 review. It is actually... 24. Actually, yeah. Uh, 24 review. No, 23 review. I think it's a great read. And uh, it's very comprehensive uh, about what I think is wrong with that game. And uh, yeah, so go have a squeeze. What about you, Luke? You got anything? Are you? Yeah, oh. we'll get to me in a sec. Uh, are you the lowest uh, review on? I don't think I am. On, on I guess anywhere, open critic, metacritic. I think I'll probably tied for lowest. Right. Right. Surely. I, f- I feel like. Oof. Yeah, you're tied tied lowest with uh, Gfinity. Gfinity. Hmm. Well done, them. Mark Warren. Trying to stand you up. Well, well, um, well. Oh, I, IGN Adria? What? Adria? IGN. What's... IGN here is Ben Volmer. Who are you uh, looking at? What are you doing? I'm on the PS5 one. Ah, well, I'm on. I'm on everyone. Right. Oh, okay. What? But what the fuck is Adria? Adriatic, I, no I guess. Like, based Maybe. on the language, um, yeah, like I don't know Central Europe or something. They gave it yeah. a five as well. Uh, right. But yeah. Fair enough. Cool. Um, yeah, I just wish my review had gone out. Three days after the game went up. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Yep. What about Um, you? Nothing. I don't know, man. Go watch. uh, Go go give some love to The Mummy. The original original Brendan Fraser Mummy. Mummy, Not Tom Cruise Mummy, because you'd be disappointed in that one. Uh, Because it's hot garbage. uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun, that one. Hell yes. That's a great movie. Go check it out. Um, otherwise, uh, that is it. But before we get to that is it, um, we, we're going to chuck some interviews in here at yep. some point. Maybe this part here. Or do we put them in right at the end? What do you put reckon? Put them in now. Right now. Okay. Yep. Oh, now? Have we already done them? We've done them. No, we haven't done, no, we haven't done them. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll put them in now. Uh, but we'll, I guess I'll introduce them quickly, which parts we're doing. So we're going to be talking to... Uh, Jake from Things for Humans, um, which Job did a panel with. Yeah. Uh, and this Oops. is about Halloween Valentine and also uh, his previous works or their previous works uh, for mm. the studio. And basically, it's a quick chat. It's about uh, 10, 15 minutes. We're talking, mostly Job's talking about um, 
some of the, the, the games that the studios worked on and also uh jung might come in for a second there um <laughs> some nate might come in for a second there because we're doing this thing outside to try and get away from the noise i have no idea how the audio sounds because i haven't looked at it yet hopefully it's fine um i'll try and fix it up as good as i, I can yep um but it's also the first time i've used uh this functionality on my phone to record an interview so we'll see how it goes if it turns out hot garbage then i'll know for next time not to do it that way um, <laughs> and then for the second yep. one we have uh it's just myself talking to ivan from good morning games about um that studio's uh, next title called nightcrawlers uh and it's an rpg sort of like weird silly physics based game um and a roguelite where you are uh using cards to level yourself up and give yourself new abilities looks really cool um they they were the the brought in from overseas to showcase this game um and it was really cool to talk to to ivan about um uh the the lessons they've learned on their past titles and what this one is and coming over to pax and and uh getting to experience a uh australia for a bit while while showing off their title so uh appreciate ivan's time nice uh with that one and so we'll, we'll chuck I, both is, of those oh, in this is the iterative collection i collective i tried so fucking hard to find this fucking game well no as a studio uh, sorry a publisher a publisher all right well i couldn't find anything of them i, tr I tried they had a couple of games there right I, c I couldn't find them i failed i tried and failed you failed miserably yes um but it, it looks kind of cool it, it's it's um you know i talked about like oh, it does look cool yeah it's got this very like weird like nobody has it feels like they don't have bones um and you're sort of just flailing around and that sort of thing and it's really it's it's a, again a very indie game it's kind of just um you know Ivan and his partner working on this she's a lawyer um and also bringing in a couple other uh, like knowledge in terms of her field into this and um yeah it's like a super super indie sort of game but it looks really cool and uh it was it was it was great to chat to uh, them about this game so I'm looking forward to playing it at some point when it comes out um it sounds like uh there's a date in mind and we talk about that during the interview um because cool. he, he really wants to put it out in a, in a place where it feels like it's finished um right. and doesn't want to do like early access and explore that sort of thing because he doesn't believe in uh people playing for a game that uh you know isn't done yet uh, which is fair enough like i was working an article today about seven days to die and that thing apparently has been in early access for you know uh -huh, 10 years yeah. now so uh <laughs> you know interesting stance to take uh so developers just work differently so True. um anyway we'll put both of those interviews in here and then when they're done you come back have a listen and we'll wrap things out fantastic well yeah i played video world cool uh, great and uh it's an interesting concept i mean obviously music is important to you right like uh yeah i mean music is my foremost passion and it was my first passion like started playing piano when i was like i don't know 10 or 11 wanted to be the lead guitarist of evanescence oh yeah they didn't did. quite achieve that dream uh -huh. there's still time <laughs> there's still time it's true it's true 
Um, no, like I really fell in love with, with songwriting and music production. Um, and I was like in pop punk bands and that kind of stuff. But then game dev kind of came into my life and I found that I was really passionate about that as well. I thought, I can't have two separate careers in creative industries. That's insane. Um, so I thought I would like try and turn them into one thing and um, have a way to still be able to write the music I want to write and release and perform, but also develop games. And um, the game side of it is really good at funding the music side. Yeah. And the music side is really good at kind of bringing a different and audience in. I guess, and having a bit of a niche yeah. in the game space, so they complement each other surprisingly well. I'm just Video world sort of like a prototype for uh, Halloween Valentine, or yeah, I like the genesis of the idea, or like yeah, what, what sort of relationship do those two games have? Sure, Video World was um, it was a commercial-ish release, but it was still me very much exploring kind of how to bring pop songs together with video games. Um, and so in it, I just wanted to have fun and make something that I liked that really was a lot of my personality in it and brought those things together. Um, and when I finished it, I knew that there was a lot of stuff in it that I really loved. And in particular, the audience connected like with the characters of kind of the world. And it gave me a lot of confidence that there was something in that. So when I came up with a Halloween Valentine, there was a few things like the, the lead character and the... Um, and support character Jill and all, all of the puns that yeah. she has. You're not afraid that you've used all your puns up already? I've used all my went. pumpkin puns. Yeah. <laughs> pumpkin puns. <laughs> now I've got all these Valentine's Day puns and one of the characters in the new game is Cupid. So there's going to be a whole slew of new puns there. All right. That's, that's smart. That's smart planning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but a Halloween Valentine is yeah, very much a, like a spiritual successor rather than a sequel, even though it uses a lot of the same... Same world, same like art style, some of the same characters, same code base in a lot of ways, um, but it stands on its, its same own. cinematic universe. Yeah, so I took what was great and what I loved and what worked from Video World yep. and putting that in kind of a new a new thing that's a bit bigger. And so, I mean, we just played it, Luke just played it. Yeah, uh, speed run. Speed, yeah, I smashed through it. We had an interview to do. Um, <laughs> like, it, it is quite expanded. There's a, there's a lot more going on with the puzzles. Uh, one, briefly mentioned it um, how do you feel about demoing a rhythm based puzzle game in a crowded show environment where nobody can hear anything <laughs> um, look I actually feel pretty good about it because it kind of gives me an excuse to like just keep turning up the volume um, but, but there is definitely a challenge in people being able to really connect with and kind of understand that element of the game but what I really want to bring to music games is actually pushing the kind of rhythm and music mechanics to a bit of a higher level where the, the puzzles and the, the, well, the challenge of the game is really in the puzzles and the kind of adventure and the music and rhythm is just this high level interaction. So it connects you with the music, but it's not meant to be challenging. So I feel that even, even in these environments or any environment where you play it, it's still very, very accessible, yeah. even though it uses rhythm because it's like quite forgiving and it's more of a gentle, high-level music interaction rather than a very strict one like in the video world and a lot of games. I, th- I thought you did a good job of uh, sort of like in, in that uh, Halloween Valentine. Sorry, uh, I keep like, oh yeah, pointing at it, but it's, it's a fucking podcast. Um, <laughs> 
thought you did a good job of contextualizing. Like in uh, video world, you sort of do the rhythm movements and you press in the direction and uh, it's sort of independent of uh, what you're actually, you know, totally doing. Yeah. But in that, it's actually serving the puzzle. These fucking guys. Oh, this is see these fucking guys. <laughs> we're, we're podcasters. We're trying to go the whole time without seeing these guys. Special <laughs> guest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're doing a thing right we're, now. We're, we're, oh, shit. Say hello. Hey everyone. Uh, right, should I catch it. up with you later? I'll In a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be awesome. <laughs> sorry, dude. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, so, yes, in a Halloween Valentine. I actually collaborated with a really, really wonderful developer called Cherie Davidson, and she's worked on stuff like Untitled Goose Game, Dreams from Media Molecule, um, a bunch of other stuff that I can't think off the top of my head. But she really brought this kind of idea to me that the way that you interact should really reflect what the player is physically doing. Like, if you're turning something, then you should, kind of should be pushing the joystick in that direction or if you're lifting something up pushing up yeah. and that was a really exciting moment for me to go oh I can connect that with the rhythm yeah um, so that's quite exciting to, to bring to it and I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that oh, well yeah it's, a, like, it's an extra level you know to, to what you're already doing what about you write these great songs and then people get to hear half of them because they nail the fucking rhythm <laughs> sequence really quickly uh, how do you feel about that I get to like the start of the second verse in all of the songs of your world and then the, it cuts out because I already finished the, the puzzle or something like that. I will say that, that the biggest complaint about Video World was that people didn't get to hear the full songs. Like, they were punished for doing well. Um, and they, I had a lot of people saying, oh, I was purposefully failing so I could listen to the whole song, which was really, really sweet and heartwarming yeah. to hear that, but probably not what I want as a developer. Yeah. So in a Halloween Valentine, the levels are, are much longer. And the way that you, you hear most of the songs in the game is that it's an instrumental track but you collect lyrics as you go through the level. Yeah. As you get closer to the lyrics, you hear, you actually hear them. They kind of like come into your, come to your ears. Um, and then in these kind of more boss, I don't want to say boss sections, but it's kind of more escalated levels. They're a little bit more linear and you hear the song basically as it's written within, you know, three, three and a half minutes. Yeah. Um, and then there's kind of a, a bit of a world hub where you can go and listen to the songs that you that you like in your own time if you kind of want to hear a bit more. Yeah. Um, but part of also what I'm trying to achieve in it is to give people a bit of a taste, a bit of a teaser of the song, and to compel them to go and listen to it outside of outside of the game and bring that game world with them wherever they go on their Spotify playlist, when they're going to sleep, when they're working, just having that kind of little um, nugget of the game be presented through the songs yep. listening to them outside of the context of the game that's cool that's a good idea thanks I mean yeah I guess yeah that's the only way you get your streams up you're not getting Spotify streams up <laughs> if they're listening to it in the fucking game you're like you know what you could do just go on Spotify and listen to it uh, <laughs> one thing uh, I, another you know music rhythm game uh, Metal Hellsinger have you seen that one? I haven't played it but I have seen it uh, I have I have seen it I have seen it <laughs> um, what it does is uh, the more you nail your combo it like gets to a point where it's actually like putting the lyrics in like so it's playing the instrumental track the entire time and uh, and then it adds the lyrics when you get to like 16 times bonus type thing that's a like there's so many different ways that you can go about it um, 
it's interesting that you chose to collect the lyrics instead. Like, what what drove you to arrive at that? Sure. Well, in terms of the of the narrative of the game, the main protagonist Aspar. He's kind of at a point in his life where he needs to learn to be a bit more vulnerable and kind of learn a bit more about love or deal with things in his life. So as he collects the lyrics, it's meant to represent him him learning things, like learning whatever that verse was about or what that chorus or bridge were was about. He collects these lyrics and he kind of learns that song um, as something that he can take away kind of to the next level. Um, yeah, so that, that's really where it came from. Is there um, other games that sort of inspire you because obviously it's heavily rhythm focused um, but are you looking at other either mediums or other games that sort of draw your attention to, to try and do maybe different things and put them into the, the rhythm genre? Yeah I would say there's not that many music specific games that are really inspiring to me mm. with the exception um, of all of the games from a UK developer called Tim Scheinman so for example he has a game called Copyright which is basically about how people sued Ed Sheeran because Ed Sheeran was, you know, ripping off other songwriters. So in that game, you listen to this kind of like fake, this fake song that's kind of meant to be an Ed Sheeran type character and then four other songs and you have to figure out which parts of the other songs the original song stole. So you have to go, okay, the original song stole the synthesizer line from the verse in the second song and turned it into a vocal. So it's like a puzzle game where you really have to listen to music, but there's right. no there's no rhythm in that. Yep. Um, and that's quite exciting to me. Mm. And although I really love the rhythm mechanic in a Halloween Valentine, I would love to keep pushing myself as a creative, particularly with this crossover, to kind of remove that rhythm altogether mostly because of the inaccessibility of it and I as a gamer I find a lot of joy in the narrative and puzzles more so than in rhythm and maybe that's why I don't connect to rhythm games Um, but yeah Tim Tim Scheinman just inspires me so much in all of his games do something interesting with music I'm not at his level like he's just a genius but hopefully I'll get there check him out and so how long have you been working on this and I guess how many people are involved Um, and has there been challenges and sort of I guess working in I, we talk to a lot of developers right now obviously the, the big challenge is people working from home but I guess as an indie developer that could potentially already be something you're used to like is there anything else that you sort of find challenging in these times of, of creating games or yeah so the genesis for this game really started at the end of last year when I did some prototyping with with Cherie Davidson um, and another developer called Jack Wilson actually kind of jumped on board. Right. So we would actually all get together, you know, go to a whiteboard and just cut out a bunch of ideas. And being together in a physical space was really, really important. And I don't know if we could have got to the level that we got to if we had to do it remotely. Um, since then, I go back and forth between working from home and working in an office. I'm stationed at uh, Acme X in South Bank. Yeah surrounded by a lot of wonderful game developers mm-hmm. like um, Julian Wilton from Cult of the Land sits Cult of the Lamb sits opposite to me so that's really inspiring to have that creativity sure. um, and being around a lot of other developers in that space is really nice even if I'm not directly collaborating with them so I still get that kind of personal connection and socialising 
Um, and my level designer, um, who's just starting with me this week, um, will be working fully remotely. So we've kind of had to come up with a bit of a, a way to figure out how we can collaborate and communicate really well yeah. remotely. So that's kind of through a mix of Miro, using voice memos, um, like emailing sketches and there's a new tool that I'm really excited about called Space Draft from uh, Perth developers that allows you to kind of do all of that in one like the idea of sketching something that I can have a voice memo attached to it is, is cool so yeah I, I actually don't think there's too many challenges in terms of remoteness as an indie but I certainly really value the energy of, of being in person. Right. Yeah. And, and you're working with Screen Australia, is it, at the moment? or That's right, yeah. So I was really lucky to receive funding from both Screen Australia and Big Screen. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And was that, I guess, was that a daunting process of going through that whole thing and, and like, what if that didn't come through? Did you had a, was there a backup plan or... Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think as an indie who, you know, wants to have a really sustainable career in games, you do kind of have your, you know, gold, silver and bronze kind of plans for your budget and the scope of your game. Yeah. But I did I did know that I wanted to make it the, the biggest scope and have the gold version. I don't know if it was daunting. I felt very confident, you know, with the product that I have and the feedback that I got from Screen Australia is that they loved the unique creativeness of it and that's what I just try to lean into you know my weirdness my things that are different are always my strengths it just happens again and again so I know that when I lean into that and you know really sell myself and what I make as this kind of you know pop song crossover with video games that there is real value in that yeah I mean I feel very very supported by Screen Australia by Big Screen and by the community yeah that's awesome um did you have anything else you wanted to add or uh why synth pop and uh and spookiness why why that combo <laughs> how does how does that fit together for you sure uh, well I will say that all of the the game ideas the game worlds the game themes really are inspired from the music yeah. so I write songs as if I'm just writing regular pop songs. It's about my life, relationships, breakups, dating, whatnot. Um, and the genre of music is kind of just what comes out of me as a producer. And I'm really excited about synth pop and retro sounds at the moment. When I kind of found that sounds and created Video Worlds, there was something in the nostalgia that really excited me of the music. So I thought, okay, maybe like a 90s, 80s, 90s video store. How can I make this video store interesting? And where the spookiness actually came from Ooh. is I knew that I had such a small budget for character animations. I was like, how can I create right. an antagonist that I don't have to animate? I can use a Jack-O-Lantern or a Jill-O-Lantern, <laughs> Jill as it were, in yeah. the game. Um, and then so much has snowballed from there and it really felt felt right to tie those together. People responded to it well. So it came from a logistical perspective, to be honest. Yeah. Hey, like, you know, often art is, you know, it comes from the most odd places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oddest challenges. Exactly. Oh, uh, Restriction really, uh, I think, feeds creativity and to find innovation and, and interesting solutions. Oh, it works. It definitely works. Yeah. That's, that was my last question. Yeah. Uh, is it safe to assume this will be a... Halloween scheduled game or you're not too sure at this point? Well, it's a Halloween Valentine, so I really only have those two days <laughs> to <right>. release. <laughs> um, at this point, it looks like the game will release either very late 2023 or early 2024. Yep. So, um, 
your two options there, yeah. That's my that's my two options. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, it'll be it'll be one of those things. It'll either be a scary release on Valentine's Day or a really lovely release on Halloween. Or somewhere right in between. So you get a bit of both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly in the nexus. Christmas, obviously. Like, yeah. At least you're not doing it February 2023 because oh, yeah. you'd be fucked. Hopefully yes. 2024 February. Yes. Yes. yes exactly. Yeah. So still a long way to go, but I'm really excited about it. That's right. And what, what platforms can sort of people expect it to be on at this point? Um, it'll be out on Switch. It'll be out on PC. And I'm hoping it'll also be out on PlayStation and Xbox by TDC. Cool. Well, we appreciate your time. Thanks for having a chat with us. And, you're uh, welcome. Thanks good for the luck great with questions. the rest of the show. Yeah. Cheers. So can I just sort of get an idea of how you got started in the actual gaming scene? Yeah, well, I mean, so I think it was 2015. Um, I was doing my thesis in psychology, and one of my friends was just like, hey man, I work for this game company, and we kind of need help with some PR and communications. Um, you know how to speak English, can you, right? I'm like, yeah, I guess. And he's like, can you just come for two weeks and help us out? And I was like, yeah, why not? And uh, two weeks ended up being like six years or something at the company. I was working at Daylight Studios, and I was helping them out with the press communications and stuff like that. And um, from there, I kind of moved to do community management for Game Lofts. Um, so my wife and I moved out to Romania and I was there, but then COVID kind of happened and kind of hampered that. Um, but in the meantime, like four years ago, I kind of started, I, I just wanted to learn how to program really. And I've always loved like physics and ragdolls and stuff like that. So I kind of started, I wanted to make like a mosh pit simulator. And I was like, shit, I'm not good enough to do that. But I decided to press on and actually Nightcrawlers is uh, Unity file is the exact same one from four years ago. Like I've used the same one the entire way through. And um, yeah, it just kind of came about just as a way to kind of teach myself to do something. And during COVID, I took it a lot more seriously and um, ended up just sending out a tweet. And I think I put like Singapore devs or something in the hashtag. I don't even know why I did that. I mean, we were in Singapore at the time because sure. we were just about to get married and stuff. And that one tweet got picked up by my now publisher. And they're like, hey, we're interested like in publishing. Would you be interested in that? And then I quit my full-time job and now I'm doing this full-time. That's an awesome story. Yeah. Um, so are you, where, where are you based now then? We're back in Singapore now. Okay. Uh, my wife, she's a lawyer, so she got a really good job with a big company and they wanted us in Singapore. Um, so I just thought it was fair. She moved to Romania with me to follow my passion. So I was like, I'll do the same with you. Yeah. And then it kind of happened at exactly the right time because I was like, look, I'm just getting this publishing deal. Um, I'm going to try it. You know, we don't have kids right now. I think this is the only time I can really do this. So she's like, go for it, you know? And so that's what I've been doing. And she's actually been helping out a lot. You know what I mean? Like, even though she's working full time, because she's working from home, we still are able to bounce new ideas off one another. And um, she really helps out a lot with like the 2D art side of things. She helps a lot with like project management. She makes sure I don't play too much Rocket League and stuff like that. And um, yeah, with a lot of like production and just timelines and stuff like that. So it's really like, really like working very well together and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So how did you end up, I guess, here at PAX Australia? Well, I mean, I think this is like the 16th convention I've been to altogether. Right. I mean, because I was doing community management and PR and communications yeah. and stuff, I set up every single convention that we went to with the older company that I was in, at Daylight Studios. And so, like, this is my first rodeo, but I haven't been in like five years. Yeah. So, like, my throat is just not used to it yeah. anymore. And it's only day two. <laughs> yeah, you know, and um, no, but, our, you know, our publisher was just like, hey, we're going to PAX. And I was like, we have to be there. Can we sure. please come? And so... 
we came out here to show off the game and I wanted to do something exclusive because I've had the demo up for about a couple of weeks now, maybe yeah. a month. And I was like, you know what, we need PvP arenas. And so about four or five days ago, I was like, dude, I'm doing it. And so I crunched like crazy. I finished the build pretty much on the plane on the way here and then worked on it until like midnight-ish the day before PAX and that's the build that people are playing now. So it was literally down to the wire. Right, and so yeah. what, can you tell me a bit about like what is Nightcrawlers? Yeah, this is the, I'm still working on like the kind of like the hook of it. It's such a, it's so convoluted. It's really a physics-based action roguelite dungeon crawler where you get to spawn your own enemies. That's the gist of it. But since I've been working on it so long, and I've got inspiration from so many different things. You know, there's like, there's roguelite aspects to it. There's, it's practically an action RPG. Um, you know, I got a lot of inspiration from like Diablo, but then I also got a lot of inspiration from Path of Exile. Because I've been playing the shit out of that since yeah. lockdown. Part of my French. <laughs> um, you know, I play a lot of, you know, Dark Souls. That's why it's so hard, but I need to rebalance that. Because people are having a bit of two-type time at the beginning. Um, I played a lot of like, you know, human fall flat, fall guys kind of things. So I really take in just a tiny little bit from a million different games and then kind of put my own spin to it. Right. So I can't say it's like, hey, this game's like that game, but I can't also say this game's not like that game because there's just a little bit of everything in it. Right. Do you enjoy those type of games the most or it is it just happens that that's um, sort of what you wanted to design? I'm really like a very min-maxy sort of person, okay. perfectionist at heart. So I love really like difficult challenges, but not just things that are just hard to be hard. Like instead of something having 100 health, it has 10,000 health, but things that really kind of challenge you kind of thing. Um, so I wanted to make a challenging game, but I wanted it to look really stupid. So people come in going like, oh, look at this dumb game. And then they play like, what the hell, am I stupid or is the game stupid? <laughs> you know, so I'm trying to make it like serious, but fun difficult but easy to pick up and like one game but not like that game either you know what i mean yeah. so it's really a fine line between everything and nothing yeah, yeah. and yeah, you talk about like the the silliness or the goofiness mm -hmm. of like when you see the characters moving yeah. around on the screen they're sort of yeah very like a um what's that get like flop yeah sort of yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah it's, it's that's quite interesting so you, you were talking about how you were working very hard over the last couple yeah. of uh, to get a PvP. Uh, PvP, PvP yeah, yeah. Is, is that the only sort of um, multiplayer component? Like, are you looking at a co-op sort of aspect? Yeah, yeah for sure. So right now, the PvP that you saw over there, um, it's just kind of like a PvP arena, um, which is a game mode that's going to be included in the game. It's not on the demo right now. Um, but we've got that. I'm going to go up to four players with the PvP arena. Cool. And you'll have different game modes, like 2v2, everyone against everyone, one against three, three against one kind of stuff. Um, and then other things where like it's just about spawning enemies and you're, it's more PvE, mm -hmm. competitive PvE, if that makes sense. Uh, but no, of course, the single-player campaign is also going to be co-op. So what I want it to be is like a true co-op experience where, you know, a lot of co-op games, it's just like you have your health bar, I have my health bar, if I die, I'm dead. But the way that it works is that I'm combining it and instead of you having 300 health and I have 300 health, we both have 600 health together. Right. So if you get hit, we get hit. If you die, we die. If you level, we level. So I really want it to be like a true co-op experience where it's just like you're both on the line at the same time kind of thing, you know? Right. So that's really, so the main multi uh, single player campaign is really going to be a co-op campaign as well. Okay. Yeah. And do you, do you have plans for, um, like, is it, I guess, a, a story-based campaign or is there like end game content like what are you sort of thinking about in terms of that so story wise there's definitely lore and my wife and i really talked about 
know a background to with why the person is there, why they're doing what what they're doing. Sure. Um, but again, just being a, I can't even say two person team, but one and a half person team because you know she still has a lot of other things to do. Sure. Yeah. Um, story is really tough. So I'm trying to find ways to kind of sprinkle story in here and there, but I can't say that it's a story-driven game. Right. Um, but in terms of end game, there's so much that we want to do. So the way that we see it is, you know, actually, well, today's the eighth. Uh, I was actually supposed to release the game next week, huh. uh, but I really didn't want to pull like a cyberpunk. So I was like, you know what? A yeah. rushed game is never a good game. Let's push it back. So. I've got a release date for about March. Okay. And um, the idea really is that to just get it out there. I didn't want to go the whole early access route. I just don't feel comfortable charging people full price for a half-baked game. Um, so I'm going to release the game, but I have just so many ideas and so much content, like free content planned for after. Cool. Um, you know, because I could easily sit there for another four years to put everything in. Yeah. And I feature people is very real right now. So I'm really <laughs> trying to cut it down without hurting the core loop, you know? So I'm really trying to keep the core loop very simple. Go in, spawn your own enemies, kill enemies, get some loot, go back to your sanctuary, level up your character, and so on and so forth. Kind of continue that, craft some weapons and items and stuff. Right. Um, yeah, we have so many plans, like end game, I really want to do like new game plus, there's going to be endless modes where after you kill the boss of the realm, you open up endless mode and you can just go on forever. And there's just so much. Yeah, so it sounds like that even though once you're releasing, you still want to, yeah. you don't have like the next the, thing planned for No, you, no, the next thing planned is continuing <laughs> to do this. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's really just about, like I have the longevity of the game in mind and kind of almost turning it into like a games as a service kind of thing. But sure. I just have so many ideas and some of them are stupid, but I'm like, well, they might work. So, you know, I can't say it's stupid until I've tried it, you know? And yeah. half the game is stupid anyway, so I might as well. Right, and so uh, you're aiming for the end, oh, I guess the start of next year. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have um, any specific platforms that you're releasing on? Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna start out with Steam, uh, but you know, since the very beginning, even before I even knew what the game was, I was like, for 100%, it's gonna be multiplayer at some point, and 100%, you're gonna be able to use a controller, so that means it's gonna be on console. Yeah. So I'm gonna start out with Steam, and then I'm gonna try to switch at the same time, but it's hard enough as it is to do this, having self-taught everything. Um, so Switch is going to be next, and then PlayStation 5 and whatever the Xboxes are called, because their names are so, so And they're so convoluted, <laughs> it's just like, pick some, you know, at least put numbers to them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Should have just gone with the Xbox 720, but, you know, but yeah, so it is, I'm going to put it everywhere. Yeah, cool, that's yeah. awesome. Well, look, I uh, appreciate you coming and having a quick chat with us. Sure, sure. Um, get some rest at I'll some point. To. I'll try to. <laughs> uh, and enjoy the uh, rest of PAX in Australia as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. No, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Oh, and we're back. Are we? No, we're not. No? No, we're back. We're back. How much back do we need to back, be back? Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. um, hopefully that was exciting. Hopefully yeah. it was Always. there. What if I just oh. forgot and there's just like oh, 10 seconds so of silence? That would be so good. Oh, that that'd sounds like something I'd do. That sounds so gap. <laughs> yeah. It's anyway, uh, us. you can find The Gap, us on iTunes, Android, windows spore under the gap the ga podcast you no can spore. also find us uh at the uh at a bar at your local packs one of where well not local packs we're only the packs straight one um uh big shout out as well to everyone that came and said hello to us during the yes festivities uh you can also find our discord page the gapodcast.com slash discord you can jump in there and talk about all sorts of things video game related uh tvs movies books whatever you're watching 
Uh, you can also talk about uh, your favorite games and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, and so uh, jump in there um, and say hello. You can also go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all of our social media pages, um, all our past work on there, as well as uh, little features that sometimes Joe puts up to talk about uh, whatever, you're, whatever you're playing at the moment, whatever's tickled your, your fancy. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I might have another one in the works. It will not be about Overwatch. I see. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. And also, that is all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast. You can become a recurring member. Uh, get the podcast a little bit earlier and also uh, helps us pay the bills. So thank you to everyone who does that. We appreciate the support. Uh, it absolutely... Um, uh, makes it a lot easier for us to host this because it's quite expensive and so yes. thank you we're very um, grateful thank you that is it for this week uh next week i don't there's stuff coming out i i can't remember this that can we talk about the ghostbusters game yet when is that is that next week i don't know i don't know if we can talk about it yet uh that's fair enough yeah we can mention it i think we're okay yeah but yes um, it's pretty close yes I, I feel like it's coming out next week that I've seen I've seen it on my list the 20th I think it's out um, so we'll probably be able to talk about that yep. uh, a few other things that are, are coming out there's a I got that golf game PGA Tour 2K23 looking forward to that love, love me some golf it's getting some good reviews um, Job didn't get any golf because his NBA 2K review went up no that's not true um, <laughs> so uh yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm excited for next week. There's some some big stuff coming out. Uh, also, Gotham Knights is really really soon. Yeah, maybe we'll be able to talk about that. Uh, Mario and Rabbit sparks a hope, potentially. There's all the potentials it's here. It's the time. It's the time. Yeah, next two or three weeks is gonna be really busy. There's some it good is. games coming out, and so I'm looking forward to it. It's I don't know if I'll play cool. any of them. <laughs> It'll be a, a, but you just play Overwatch. Yeah, I got Overwatch to play. Just gotta play um, Overwatch. It's gotta get ranked. Yeah. Could he use ranking on? Yeah. All right. Well, All right. there you go. Good podcast. Good packs. Yeah. Good seeing everyone. Good uh, stuff. Yeah. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Stay safe. Love, Love you. Bye. Bye.